through a drones You don't even have to do too much You can turn me on with just a touch Hello, hello, hello. Yes, from that video clip there, you see that shit. We used to score goals. We don't do that anymore. Uh, what's that like? We used to get wins. We don't do that anymore either. We used to get draws. Yeah, that's not happening either, is, is it? Is it? Just, just, like, just like, I'm, I was going to say, just, just like team pictures of the dressing room after the game. They don't happen anymore after that either. Hey, we used to have five here in this team. That doesn't happen anymore either. <laughs> <laughs> Pete, how are you? Yeah, I'm getting better. I've, I've been there the last three or four days. Um, but yeah, slowly getting better. Um, but yeah, uh, I was hoping that a result would uh, lift me a little bit more. But uh, yeah, <laughs> maybe one hope too many. Uh, yeah, I think hold on to that thought for next weekend. That that everything is on that for next weekend. Look, at, let's let us get into it. Let's, uh, uh, welcome everyone in, in the chat as well. Uh, you'll notice I did change something up. Uh, only subscribers can chat now. So if you want to chat going forward, hit that subscribe button. So uh, let's move on. Let's get to the team news. So this is the team. Changes were Shar out due to concussion. The cells in. Uh, ASM out. Gordon made his first start. Uh, Isaac and Willock on the bench. Dubs is back on, on the bench as well. And it was a game that saw... Uh, and my Man City team didn't load up. But uh, it's a game that saw um, Miggy and Grealish face off each, each other for the, for the first time, I think, since, since uh, that whole uh, little little controversy in, in last last summer. But uh, uh, And yeah, great to see Pope back as well. But Richie, thoughts on the team? Uh, I think the, the main obviously talking point that we've had over the last uh, week or so has been the front three, and I, I'll be honest with you, I think it was great. It was great seeing Gordon call the team. I think it was deserved. Uh, well, not necessarily deserved. He's shown flashes since it, when he's come on, um, but we haven't really been creating much recently anyway. So something had to change. But I think the biggest disappointment for me was the fact that Callum Wilson was starting up front. Um, that game was crying out for Isak uh, as a start. And obviously, we'll get into the, into the game uh, shortly. But I think it's, if you look at the impact that he had when he came on, um, I think it was, you know, I think Isak was, was second in the game to only, I think it was Grealish for chances on target or sort of chances created. So it, was, it was something like that in, in the space of like 25 minutes. You know what I mean? So it's like, obviously, we'll talk about it more. But I think the other concern, and I don't know what you boys think on this either, uh, was obviously when... Um, Club captain Jamal Lascelles started. Um, obviously, Shaw wasn't in the match day squad. And it, you know, it came out saying he had a, uh, a slight concussion uh, because of what happened in the cup final last week. Now, fair enough, he's, he's out because of a concussion. But surely enough, we I think we, we all discussed it in the chat last week when Shaw hit his head last week. He didn't look right straight afterwards. 
so my concern would be the medical staff. Why aren't they taking him off there? And then if they thought he had a concussion, why was he allowed to play on? Mm-hmm. I would rather, you know, you know, we discussed that was there a chance that the Casemiro goal, you know, he was he, he, he was the man nearest to Casemiro. Was he just not thinking straight? You, you don't know. Obviously, it's, I know it's all if, if but maybe sort of thing. But it was it something that possibly could, could have contributed to the goal? And then obviously having a and all the cells isn't as, as great as Fabian Shaw, but uh, you know, would, would at least have somebody who's got all the senses with them being be a little bit you know, do a little bit better in that situation. We don't know, but I think that was the main concern for me that the fact that Shaw wasn't it came out. We had a concussion, but how wasn't it dealt with last week? You can see the state the the bump on his head last week. It came out straight away and stuff like that. That would be my main concern. Why wasn't it? You know. You know, you can in American football and and stuff like that. You you know you have concussion protocols and stuff like that. You would get an extra substitution if 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 Shaw went off and stuff like that. So it's, for me, it was a bit concerned on that front. But there you go. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think it would have helped us last weekend either way. Unless unless you have uh, a we never know. We never know. We never know. Um, peace. Your thoughts on the team selection, and I have the city team as well. Uh, if, if anyone wants to look at them again, I'm sticking a look at them. Um, Pete, your thoughts? Well, the city team was as strong as it is, it always is. Um, nothing surprised me there. They, they could have changed that team around with two or three other players, and it looked just, just as strong. Uh, with the Newcastle team, um, you know, th- there's a lot of, I mean, I, I had Isaac. In my away days, team to start, I I had him to, to to start, and you know I thought it needed. I thought there needed to be a shake up after the cup final, after the recent results. There needed to be a change of a number of players, so I did expect changes. Um, however, when I saw that Wilson was starting, although a, a lot of people have gone to, oh, he's one of Eddie Howe's boys, blah 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 blah. I could actually see the reason why he's played. Um, he, he's gone with Wilson. And I said it to the Georgia Down South boys, I said, the selection of Wilson or Isaac will tell you what type of performance he's looking for. And what he was looking for is not a team to go all out attack at Man City, but it was a team that was going to be a little bit more cautious um, in their play. And although Wilson, and we'll get to Wilson, wasn't, as good as he should be in front of goal. I actually thought that there was times in his build-up play that actually really did help the team. Um, and there was things that he did in his game, although it weren't his best performance, he, things that he did in his game that he's at can't. Um, uh, and so I understood why he made the decision. Would I have done it? No, uh, I wouldn't have. Um, I was surprised to see Amir on the team. Um, and I look, we'll talk about Amir on separately. I was surprised to see him start. Um and I was surprised to see ASM on the bench. But equally, I could see why that was the case as well, because it actually came to fruition in the way in which we set up and in the way in which we played. Um, it was nice to see Gordon in. Um, you know, like I said, we needed a shake-up. Gordon isn't going to sit on the bench all day. He's going to play football. And and, and what perfect way um, to play him in, the, in a game away from home against Man City to see what he's up against. He's, anyhow, we bigged him up in the presser. Said he'd been training hard behind the scenes. You know, he had to build up his fitness because it wasn't Newcastle ready um, in terms of his fitness. Um, and then you've got the Fabian Shaw situation. Now, Richie's made a point about the cup final and why the medical staff didn't do their job, blah, blah, blah. What I would argue with that is that Fabian Shaw would have played a part in that. 
Now, you're asking Fabian Scherer in the first half of the cup final to come off a concussion. He's going to say whatever he needs to say in order to stay on the pitch. Because for all we know, and for all he knows, it might be his last cup final he plays as a professional footballer. And he didn't want to go out like that. Now, did it affect his performance? Probably. Should they have brought him off? Definitely. Um, but the player plays a huge part in it. Um, and I think that's the reason why he didn't come off the pitch. But, obviously... The follow protocol after it, and that he hasn't played today, so I fully expect him to be starting um, in the game against Wolves at the weekend. Pete, can I just come back on that? Because obviously, I agree. I, I know where you're coming from. Shaw's gonna see he wants to play on it. Is in the final and stuff. I just want to come out and stuff. But I'll, I'll, I'll go back to something that happened to me as a grassroots coach. One of my kids had a severe head injury, and of course, same situation. Didn't want to come off. You know, his parents on the sideline next to him as well, saying, look, he's all right to continue, continue. But the problem is, if that goes on any further and then something happens to him, you know, who's to, who's then to blame? Obviously, Charles not going to be to blame because obviously he's telling he can go on. The medical staff are trained for a certain reason to make a call like it, whether the player likes it or not. You've got to take the saving. I, I took that kid off and I made him sit out the rest of that day because it was, it was during a tournament. The parents went off it with us and stuff like that. And I said to them, look, I can't, it's my responsibility the welfare of your child. It's okay you turn around and telling me that he's okay to play hard like, such because he says. But if something wasn't to happen, you know, and he carries on a game and then gets to the head of jaws, doesn't look right or whatever, it's me that gets blamed and it'll be getting me that gets sued on behalf of the club or whatever. For me, the medical staff have to get have to grow the ball, blow some balls, so to speak, and say, look, you, you, you're not right. You're coming off. That that's my point of view. That's good off experience I had myself. So, yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, it, it is the medical staff's responsibility. But I'll go back to the point that um, Eddie Howe said it was a, a, a very mild concussion. And when it's a very mild concussion, it's it's not as easy to diagnose straight off. I'm not backing. I'm not supporting the medical staff here in, in any way, shape, or form. But what I'm saying is, is that if you've got a player that's saying that he's fine and he's showing the signs that he's absolutely fine and he's ready to play, and there's no telltale signs immediately showing that he's suffering from concussion, it, it, they they have no choice but to kind of let him play. If there was obvious signs that he's struggling to walk, if he goes down again and he's suffering constantly, then you put him off. Um, but the fact was is that you know, his performance may have not been great after that, but he didn't look at any point where he wasn't to the point where he he, he was going to like pass out or he was going to faint or he was going to be showing those massive massive signs that he's um, that he's really really struggling. And and look, I think Newcastle have checked him out after the game. And they've, they've, they've gone very, very cautious. And I think whatever the medical staff didn't do on the day, they have redeemed themselves to a point by making the decision after the game. Because let's face it, he didn't go off with a concussion. So ultimately, they could have said, it's not a concussion. And he could have been in the team this week. But what they've done, they've chosen to do the right thing in the end by not allowing him to play this weekend to ensure that he's ready for next weekend. So although they didn't follow protocol to a T in the final, they've shown it after the game and beyond to the point where he'll have had a full week's recovery 
and he'll be back for, for Wolves. So, like I say, it, it's down to interpretation. It's down to um, lots of different factors that we don't know about because we don't know what the discussions were with the player on the pitch. We don't know what the discussions were with regards to the medical team. Someone said the decision stops with how. Uh, PDK just said that, and you're absolutely right. But we don't know what those discussions were. It's all an opinion from our point of view. Um, but I would say... The player has had a huge say in staying on the pitch in the cup final, which is why he hasn't been taken off. Um, and, and look, the, the the actions taken after the game have been dealt with in the way in which they should have. So therefore, he's got the appropriate rest. They've given the chance for him to be properly checked out. So therefore, they've done the right thing after the game and beyond to ensure that he's in a safe place when he hopefully starts against Wolves. And all in all, it's probably this is a bit of a free hit. Like no one was really expecting us to, to win, and we all were hoping for something out of this game. But uh, look at it, the more important games coming are, are Wolves and and Forest, and what our, our season is kind of our 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 the 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 final result of our season. Uh, uh, how uh, it's, it's kind of hinging on these next two games coming up, and he he could have done another break anyway, maybe. Right, let's get into it. Uh, just a quick, very quick run through first half. I'll just run through the first half, then I'll come back and get your opinions on it. Uh, Lascelles header, uh, Bruno put put uh, early on. Bruno put a good through ball through to Gordon as well. Came out, came off his wrong foot. It was unlucky. Uh, in, in all in all, the early powers from, from uh, Newcastle, they were holding their own. Then on the 40th minute, Foden walls through the Newcastle defence. Uh, came off Batman's leg and goal uh, for City. Um, for Newcastle, then everything was seemed a bit a bit slow. Uh, they all seemed to be closed down. Um, there was a Wilson chance as well in, the, in that first half. Um, I know I, I wrote down here, take a shot. Uh, they're always kind of looking for this perfect perfect uh, opportunity to shoot. So sometimes you just need to, to test the keeper and, and take a shot. They're very reluctant to do that at times. And we we said it in in the match. I'm not going to talk about it, where where Murphy come on and took a shot and he just kind of swerved off. In that uh, cup final, but anyway, uh, but both sides kind of give, giving away the ball at different times as well. Uh, both sides kind of guilty of that. So City weren't weren't on full form. They were they were potentially there for the the potentially there for the taking. Uh, if we were on full uh, song uh, today, but halftime brought us to one nil down. But uh, still in the game and still all to play for. Richie, your thoughts on the first half? Uh it was, do you know what? We started pretty similar to how we did against Liverpool. We started off quite that, that first 10 minutes. Uh, you know, we, we were really good. And I don't know, Man City seemed a little bit rattled. They seemed to be off it a little bit. And it was, uh, you know, stuff like the way Edison was playing with his feet, he didn't look himself. There was a lot of their ball that were giving the balls away and stuff like that. And then it was sweet because after that 10 minutes, it seemed to be like a bit contagious. And it got Man City got over that and we didn't. For the for the rest of the yeah. game, obviously we're going out of depth. But uh, for you look, you look at the goal, the first goal uh, for Foden. Uh, we were talking in our chat when the, when it was going on, and you know Martin made a a good summary saying that he shouldn't be really ghosting past four players like that. Someone's going to be put a challenge in. For me, it's pretty much the same as well. So if I think you've got to take one for the team before you even get to the box. Uh, also, when he gets to the box, I think it was... I don't know if anybody watched the analysis at half-time and after the game as well, but Rio Ferdinand made a good point that uh, Botman, yeah, obviously, yes, he, he made that slide and tackle that deflected it and that went past Pope, but perhaps he, he he didn't react quick enough at the right time. He should have come across 
to forward earlier rather than as like a last ditch sort of thing. Um, but and he did say obviously for, he was he's a good uh, centre half himself. Ferdinand, and he played at international level, played one of the uh, biggest teams in in England. And he was saying the problem is if you've got if you know that the the person behind you is Mark and Harland, who's been the most prolific striker in the Premier League this year, you've always got the back of your head. Is has he got him or do we need to leave him? So he's, he was sort of on edge. He, his decision making was a little bit off there, um, and it sort of comes in with the, the second goal, which we'll go on to um, later on when he reacted to go towards Haaland and Haaland was able to just get that little flick to Bernardo Silva. Then there was, he had that yard to just put the ball the other side of Pope. Um, so on that sort of front, a little bit disappointing. I think both goals c- could have been, uh, you know, defensively, I think that's probably where we was was, was bad in a way. But uh, I think after that, there was a little bit of a reaction. I think, and obviously... We always know when you play in Man City, your, your chances are going to be few and far between, and you've got to take take them when they come to you. And when you've technically, you know, people might disagree with us on this or not, but when you've got an England striker and the ball comes in from the from the right hand side, which, we, to be fair, all of us are, are, are and loaded have said, when the ball comes in from the right hand side, Wilson, this is where Wilson thrives, and when those balls are put in the right area. Once again, we, we can't argue for him. That ball was a spot on ball that came in for the first one. But when you, you when you're out of form, what what can you say that that should be bread and butter, as they used to always say for a striker. Mm-hmm. And number nine, you were talking what you, you in between the penalty the penalty spot and the six yard box, sent through the goal. You, you should be that's it's a tap in for me. You should be scoring that all day long. Um, and I think once that way, I sort of thought it's not going to be our day to day. And I said at half time, but the, I think the one thing was with it being one at half time, we were lucky that we were still in it because Man City yeah. could have killed other teams off by half time. And luckily we were still in it. I was just hoping for an improvement in the second half. Pete, your thoughts in the first half? Um, I think there's a reasonable argument to suggest that we could have been going in at 3-1 up um, at half-time. Uh, and the the chances are there for all to be seen. I thought it was a great bit of play. I think, it, if I'm right, I think it was the ball through from Bruno to Anthony Gordon. Um, look, it happens. You know, they're kind of like, you, you get your standing foot right and it touches the ball, it takes the ball away. And it was a bit of a missed kick. It was unlucky. Um, but it was the wrong goal. And there's a good argument to suggest he would have worked the keeper with that that um, position. Um, you, you've then got the goal. Obviously, the goal that we concede. You know, Rich has already touched on that uh, on on the, the the defensive side in the build up. Um, let's face it; they, he just shouldn't have got through. He just shouldn't have got through. It's as simple as that. Um, I don't blame Botman for it. Um, at all, you know, I want my defender to be putting his body in front of the line to block the ball. It's just unlucky that last weekend and this weekend the balls ricocheted off him and ended up in the back of the net. Um, because I do think that the angle that they showed behind the goal, that if they allowed, if, if, you know, if, if the shot had just been a shot without any deflection, Pope would have saved it. Um, yeah. And that's the kind of the the thing you oh for God's sake because it's one of those things you want your defender to block the ball, but you also want. Um, your best opportunity to save the ball. And I just think we could. Um, I just think we could have 
We just need a little, I, I, I tweeted that earlier, just said we just need a little bit of luck to go our way. And that's the look that's not going our way at the moment. Uh, those little deflections that are going in. Hopefully they happen towards the other end of the pitch. But what I don't, what I'm annoyed about is that we kept playing well. We kept, I'm not annoyed about that, but we kept playing well. And then we created, yeah. literally a minute later, after they scored the first goal, the ball breaks, lovely bit of football, nice little passes. I think just before that chance, they, um, to emphasise, Man City's dominance. I think they had like 147 passes, and we had 91. And they put it up on the screen on BT Sport just to kind of make the point that Man City is all great and fantastic team. But what they didn't realise that as they had that up in the, on the screen, we put 20 passes together without them even touching the ball. And I was just thinking, oh no, we're on, we're on over 100 passes right now. And in the back of that, we created the chance. Sean Longstaff, uh, Sean Longstaff's lack of ability. To get that ball on target shows you everything you need to know about Newcastle in attacking positions right now. Um, there is not, there's a lack of quality, there is hesitation, and there's nervousness in front of goal. And that's for everybody. And that chance, that opportunity, if that comes to Sean Longstaff before the World Cup, if that falls to Sean Longstaff away at Leicester, we put that in the net and we score a goal. And it just that just epitomises everything about Newcastle and attacking areas. It worked the ball well. The ball falls to him kindly. He just needs to hit it. The fact that he takes one touch, then a second before he even shoots, just allows Ake to get back in. He should have never got back in. Good block. He should have never got back in. Um, and I just thought that that just typified Newcastle in attacking areas. Um, uh, just not even today, but just of late. And then you get another well-worked um, opportunity. And look, I, I can sit here and hammer Callum Wilson. I'm not. I'm a striker myself. It's happened to me when I've been down in form and confidence. It happens. Um, but it's still poor. And when you're desperate for a goal, you need your striker to take those opportunities. And it goes back to the point when you've got a player that's not playing well, sometimes you keep playing them. And I think... Anyhow, kept playing Callum Wilson by giving him the cup final berth. But he has to be on the bench now. Because what you need to do now is now you've given him a chance to try and play through that bad moment. You need to say, look, enough's enough. You need to come out of the team. And he needs to see Alexander Izak playing to try and ignite a little bit of a fire in his belly again, to get back in front of the goal and to do the business again. I think he needs that. I think if you're constantly being told that you're in the team regardless and you're playing week in, week out, it's you're stale. not going to get that fire in your belly. You're not going to get that determination. Like, um, if anyone watches a footballers football podcast and um, they talk about and they kind of have a laugh and joke with Mikel Antonio, the fact that he was on the bench and Danny Ings scores two goals. The one thing he talked about is that he was pissed off that he was dropped and he had the fire in his belly and he came on against Forrest and he got his goal. That's what we want from Callum Wilson. Callum Wilson needs to ride the bench now because equally, and we'll get on to Alexander Izak in the second half, what you found when Izak came onto the pitch, he had fire in his belly and it showed in his performance. And that's all I'll say on that. But Callum Wilson needs to be dropped. And it's hard for me to say that because I really like him. I like him as a striker, but he's not playing well at the moment. And it should have been, he should have done better. Uh, but what I will say is that he did cause lots of disruption 
for the for the centre backs. But going back to those three points and the half, we could have been three one up, and that just shows you where we are with New, as Newcastle United at the moment. That would be glass half full if it were true enough. But uh, um, yeah, no, uh, let me see. Yeah, I, I can't disagree with you. I, I, I would have had Isaac down to start today, and he, this, it, uh, there's something wrong if Isaac isn't starting against Wolves next week. Uh, right, let's move on. Second half, uh, J7 got a nearly yellow. I've no times on any of this, uh, but yeah. Uh, so that means he is out of the Wolves and Forest games upcoming games. But will uh, Megan Willickle come back in? Sobs on the 62nd minute. Um, Isaac on for Wilson. Willock on for Longstaff, ASM on for Gordon. Uh, Newcastle then immediately upped their game after that. They had two chances in, in the same minute. And uh, the 63rd minute, a great chance for, for J7 when the ball was, was uh, put across from Isaac, I think. And then Isaac had a chance himself uh, pretty much straight after that. Uh, then uh, you're thinking, hey, yes, we can, we, can, we can get into this now. Uh, we're still in it. We're, we've made the changes. Of course, uh, Pep brought on Bernardo Silva. And he scored then on the 66 minutes. Uh, a few more yellow cards for us after that. Burn yellow, Bruno yellow. Miggy come off. Uh, Murphy was on. Uh, Sales got a card um, towards the end. Target come on as well. Uh, so good to see uh, Target come on and get in some minutes. Uh, a change I would, I would I'd like to see. Cheers, Darren, as well for, for the donation to the, the channel. Um, I'd, like, I'd like to see... I think I'd like to see Target start next week. And obviously Isaac, uh, and I'd, I'd even drop Miggy and bring on um, ASM. But that's just we'll probably get into that later on. Uh, that that's pretty much it on the second half. Pete, I'll go to you first on the second half and switch it on this time, and then go to Richie. So, or sorry, if your thoughts for the the overall results or playing in the second half? Uh, yeah, second half. You know. I've got to be honest, for long parts of the second half, Man City didn't do anything. And maybe it's because they were 1-0 up and they were comfortable, but they didn't really cause an issue. Like, up until the second goal, they literally didn't cause a problem. I was thinking, like, they've dropped off here. And there was a point in which we really that started to, to get things ticking. We started to get things moving. I think it was probably around the time that the three subs came on. When, when Isaac, uh, Maxi and Willett came on, there was like a little, just, uh, I say a little, yeah. there was a big jump in effort and, and urgency. And we needed it. It was finally the subs at the right time. They were the right subs at the right time. Those three big players coming on the pitch. And they made a difference. But when you're up, you have to take chances. And we didn't. That ball from Willock on the right-hand side. We've been crying out for a ball like that on the right-hand side for God knows how long. But you know what? Because the strikers and the attackers are not expecting a ball like that, nobody made the run. And it was kind of a it was kind of a lost ball in the end. But it was, you know, some of the delivery in the second half was outstanding. But what I don't accept, and this is over the course of the game, is the amount of times we cheaply and unnecessarily give the ball away. Yeah. Um, it it wound me up. It was the biggest thing that wound me up about about our performance um, today. Is that and it's the, 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 there were one or two players that really stood out with this, but you could go across the whole team. The team were just needlessly giving the ball away time and time and time again, and it was like. Man City were willing to give us the ball back. How many times in the first five or ten minutes did Man City needlessly put the ball out of play 
or give the ball back to us. They were just as bad. So we should be taking confidence from that. But we're just giving them the ball back because we were just panicking on the ball. And that's not like us. We haven't been like that this season. And it was almost like we were feeling inferior to Man City. We shouldn't be. We weren't that way at St. James's Park. We shouldn't have been that way today. And that was the one thing that disappointed me. The two players that gave the ball away for me more than anybody, um, Kieran Trippier um, and um, Sean Longstaff. Both of them continually gave the ball away more than any other player. I think Joe Linton might have been not far behind him, uh, behind either of those. Um, and it wasn't good enough. And there were areas in which we got punished off the back of it, including Trippier needlessly giving the ball away, which then allowed them to score the second goal. Awful, awful, awful management of the ball. And you expect better from your vice-captain, um, who's normally wearing the armband week in, week out. Um, he was not good today at all. Richie? Yeah, yeah Jordan to for life, exactly. Trippier was the main culprit. Um, I saw something online that mentioned 20, around 20 times he gave the ball away. I could be wrong. Someone put that out there. I wouldn't be surprised um, if it was 20 times in which he needed to give the ball away. Really, really poor. His worst performance for Newcastle United for me. Richie, your thoughts on the second half? Well, for a start, I've got to concur with what Peter just said. I thought our uh, ability to hold on the ball today was abysmal. Um, it was just like there was there was nerves completely through the team. I don't know what was going on. There's, we've got so many players who are comfortable on the ball. Even uh, Botman, I thought there was a times he had. There was a few times when he looked a bit nervy with the ball as well. And you know, we've always said about progressive passes and playing, you know, playing through the line sort of thing to the you know to the midfield or the midfield to forward. We we did for some reason we didn't we weren't trying them as much as we have done through the season. I don't know if it's just a it's a conference thing that's running through the whole of the team, and because we're on this little bit of a blip, and uh, that will hopefully you know touch wood out the, out the you know going to be over now when it gets to next week. Um, but it's like it's like, like Peter that that you know the the ball for that Willock put in when he came on Willock, you can tell was full of running. He was eager to get going. To be fair, which was the same for the the, the two lads who came on at the same time in ASM and uh, and Isak as well. Uh, we obviously briefly touched on Isak. You know the, the stats earlier on in the show, um, but it's just we, you've got to look after the ball better. You have to, you know, it, it doesn't necessarily mean just because you play in Man City, you got to after the ball. You've got to look after the ball at any level in, in the Premier League because you, you, any team can punish you on the day. Obviously, Newcastle aren't taking chances to punish teams a minute, but that doesn't necessarily mean to say that if you're playing someone like Bournemouth or Leicester or Leeds or anyone that's down bottom in that table fighting for their life, that you know, it all takes is one mistake. And if, if they take that chance and you lose 1 0, especially if you're not scoring at the other end, um, and you know, people can turn on and say, You look at the West Ham, but West Ham had one, one attempt when they came up to uh, St James's and they scored off it. That was it. They had nothing for that, that, that game. You know, you pretty much that you can look at probably the same as you know when you go to the to Bournemouth. They didn't really have any chances, but they scored one, and then we had to find one from somewhere with our only bit of decent play on the day, and that's been our last goals first in the Premier League. So, you know, we haven't scored since. You know, okay, you can look if you've you, you played Liverpool, Man United, and Man City in that time, so people can turn on and go. Oh yeah, you, you haven't scored in, in in three games, but then you know the, the, look at the three. You know, Man United are on a you know a crest of a wave at the minute. The way we were at the start of the season, you know, 
everything seems to be going for them at the minute. Uh, they're on a roll now. Ever since Ronaldo left the club, uh, Liverpool, a little bit of turn of fortune. I'm hoping that'll come with bump tomorrow and uh, Man United because of that. What we just, I just mentioned about the crest with they can do and uh, do Liverpool at Anfield tomorrow uh, and do us a favour, and that means you know a free hit which could have been punished by a Spurs win today, a Liverpool win tomorrow. Uh, you know, going our way for a change for some results going along with it. So it's like you, you start to think, you know, we've, we've yes, we lost to Man City, but then he's, you know, Spurs lost to Wolves. So you know, the next week we've got Wolves. Oh, that's hot, Richie. Hold yeah, that yeah. Hard. We're, 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 I, I agree. I agree. Uh, so it's we, we've got to change it. As, as me and Pete said the other day on when we did away days, and you know, Pete did his line up and stuff like that, and I know. We, we both keep, had the same thoughts about how they were going to pick the front three. And you know, when obviously you were going, I think you put Willock in your team, didn't you? And I said, well, to be fair, it, you, we, I'll, I'll be happy with Willock all along, stuff because you know you'll get the legs. And then when you, if you're in the game still, which to be fair, when they came on, we were still in the game, weren't they, Pete? Do you know what I mean? We were still in the game and they were like, uh, we could have still got something from the game. I don't know whether Pete's froze there or he's just like what I said, but I think he's in the next gone again. But, uh, <laughs> But yeah, it's, it's. I mentioned about you know when you make the substitutions, if you're still in it, then you can bring the people to, to keep that press going and stuff like that. Um, I was just surprised the way it went round. That I asked, I still believe we should have made those changes. They mentioned about Isak and ASM being working and training, staying behind and trying to get a, a chemistry mm. and stuff like that. I think we just need to see them more together. And I probably would have liked to have seen Gordon start and change the complete front three. Because, obviously, as Pete mentioned, that ball by Willick for Joel Litton, who we know he's not a natural finisher. Do you know what I mean? He likes the ball in front of him and stuff like that. But, you know, I, 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 I think me, uh, me, old, me old nan could have probably scored that one for Joel, that Joel Litton missed today. All you've got to do is literally get a touch on the ball. And it's a, touch, a touch on it, that's probably it. Let it hit. Do what Salah did the other day. You know, against Wolves for Liverpool, just let the ball hit you, let it hit you, and make the you know get it on target. And that was the you know you're probably going to be back at you know back in the game there, but we're sitting here and it's exactly the well, same. I mean, so it wasn't to be Richie, it wasn't to be today, nope. it wasn't our day. But nope. our, our big games coming up where it should be our day, um, or else yeah, it, it, we were. We are steadily pedaling backwards otherwise. Um, right, uh, Pete will hopefully be back in a second as well, but we start into the ratings. Um, first up, Pope. Popey. For me, I, I don't blame him for Anthony, really. Uh, he got a nice long throw out of one stage to start a move as well, but uh, I gave him 6.5. Uh, you know, I don't go for the, your half, so your point two, yeah. your pies, or anything like that. No, uh, go, on, go on, Richie. No, 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 no. I'm just gonna give him a six. Uh, he didn't really have much, you know, someone put in the chat three shots on target. One was a deflected one, which didn't have much of a chance with. You know, the Bernardo Silva goal, which was well placed, and the other one was not on target. So, two the, the, the two of the shots, but the both the ones that went, you didn't have a chance with. And after that, you know, he looked, he, he looked as solid as he want from a, an England goalkeeper. He has been all season. You know, he still kept considered the least goals in the Premier League this season. So for me, you know, he didn't really have much to do. So you six. Pete, you're just back at the right time. Um, Pope, Popey, what rating are you giving him today? Uh, 
I know what you guys have said. Um, we made a couple of saves, a couple of decent saves, but we haven't really had anything to do in the game, which you know, it just frustrates you even more. It's not like he's been pelted for 20 minutes. Um, you could kind of, you know, turn around and go, you know what, he got a seven or an eight because he made 10 fantastic saves. He's literally had nothing to do. So probably give him 6.5, to be fair. Um, that's a, that's a good number. Know, I like that number. I've gone for these You've gone for these halves now. Uh, I, I, <laughs> it's, it's, I blame you. I would have just stuck to that whole numbers. Yeah, no, no, I blame me. I'll take it. I'll take it. Uh, I, I'll take it because back back in the days we we're doing really well. So I'll take that compliment from them. <laughs> I'm not taking them now, though. <laughs> um, right, we'll go for trips. Trips. I'm giving a six. I think you you you, uh, you hit the nail on the head there earlier when you were describing them. But yeah, trips to give a six. Richie. Uh, can't believe I'm actually going to say this. I'm going to give uh, Trippier a five. Uh, I think it's probably his worst game for Newcastle. Uh, he just, I don't know. He, the amount of times, obviously, Pete said he saw a stat about he possibly could have given away 20 times today. Uh, but not just that. You've got to look at it. He, he takes all our set pieces. It's, his set pieces are, are appalling at the minute as well. The amount of times he took a call, it did and wasn't beating the foot. Something which we used to go on a lot about before the takeover. Through. You've got to beat the first man. And sometimes it was just, you know, some of the free kicks you were talking about, he literally just floated them towards the back stick. It gives you, you know, goalkeepers plenty of time to come out and make a challenge on it or a defensive ball. You know, he's, he's not even whipping the balls anymore. Or if he does, he's putting them in too low. For yeah, you know, like Mike Trembles just put their trips looks tired, like so many. Uh, and it's, it is, yeah, but to me, five. Yeah, anywhere around there. I, I, to be fair, in my mind, I had, I had four point five. Um, so I'll probably just stick with that. Uh, that's my, probably my lowest rating. But I think he was really, really poor today. His worst performance for Newcastle. You know, he, he consistently gave the ball away, and. You know, I'd probably give him a, a 5.5 just on his giving the ball away. But his poor deliveries, time after time. Honestly, and guys, the amount of the amount of set pieces we get in the game is crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> the amount of free kicks, the amount of corners, the amount of dangerous opportunities that we get. Every ball is the same. I don't know how many free kicks we get in and around the halfway line that we just pump in the same direction, the same line, to the same two players, it's either Byrne or Botman, that are both heavily marked, and they never win the ball. And it's like, just please, just do something different. Just give me something different. You know, just, just work the ball short, or just, just aim for a different player. Like, we need something different. If, you know what? We'll probably get onto this, but we need an alternative. Target was an alternative for us. Taking set pieces, corners, free kicks. He was an alternative. Why? Because he's a left-footed player and he gives us a different dimension. We need a different dimension because I almost feel like teams have sussed us out with yeah. what he's going to do. And it's so frustrating. So to mixture his ability to give the ball away all the time, his positioning was poor for long parts of the game and, de- and poor delivery. He, he gets my lowest mark today, so I'll stick with the 4.5 that I had in my mind anyway. Pete, just because you, you said about, uh, obviously, we both said, he's, there's a few people said he's too complacent and stuff like that. Do you think he's he's complacent because he's got no competition for his spot? Um, he's Ashby. 
Ashby, I've said it before, Daz, I don't, I don't think we see Ashby until pre-season. Um, he's barely kicked a ball for West Ham. Uh, and, and you look at what we've done mm. with Gordon, and Gordon's played football this season, but he wasn't really getting played too much before we signed him. And we've kind of brought him in, like, gradually. Uh, I, I don't think we'll see him unless we're forced to. I think Mancilio will still play ahead of him. But I, I don't think there's an there's an element of complacency. I agree there's probably an element of tiredness um, that, that's crept into his game. But I think at times he's run out of ideas. I think he's run out of ideas of what we do in that position. You've got to, you've got to remember, we have exhausted that right-hand side over the course of this season. That trippier Miguel Almiron link-up, it has been exhausted heavily. So teams will be going out of their way to try and exploit that and to try and stop that from happening. Now, when you've got teams that eventually do that, you've got to think of other ways in which you're going to be relevant in the game and how you're going to kind of open up um, and play differently. And we're at a point right now, I just think he's ran out of ideas. I think he just doesn't know what to do next. He doesn't really, he doesn't know what the right pass is and what the next move is. I really do think that he's kind of um, lost in ideas. And I don't think it's all his fault. I think other players around him aren't playing well either. We'll talk about Miguel Almiron in, in a second, um, being case in, one case in point. Uh, but other players aren't playing well around him either. And I think that, that feeds into it. So there's a lot of factors with Trippier. But that performance today, that was an individually poor performance. Yeah, it does. Make a, make a note of the rest of Obviously, there's, there's some other things that are coming through in the chat and we can, you know, develop on that a bit further, but we'll do it after we've done the ratings. Right. Noted, Richie. Uh, right. Uh, right. Just uh, mo- moving on. So, um, yeah, I do agree with what you were saying there, Pete, on... Um, Lack of lack of ideas, really. Yeah, we, yeah. people, uh, clubs, teams we come up against, they, they know what we're going to do. We, we, it's, it's been the pattern, and, and it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's become a bit way too predictable. And the, the bigger teams will, will, will have snuffed that out. May, maybe the lesser teams might be able to, 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 to cope with it. They'll know it's coming, but they will be able to, to cope with it. But we'll, let's move on. We'll go to Malasels, who came in today, uh, back in for for Shar, for Shar. And uh, he he did he did well. Uh, a different player than, than I remember in, in some senses. Uh, he was he was more direct. He wasn't just looking to go back to the keeper back in the the Bruce days. Yeah, and and uh, when he when he went forward, he set up forward for a while and only came back when he needed to as well. So I, I just noticed that about him as well. But for me to uh, the, the cells, I am giving him a seven. I'm giving him my man the match rating for for, for the day. Uh, he had an aerial threat. It would provide an aerial threat. And something, and he, and he, he, he did put a great ball across in the early in the match for someone else to, to knock in, but no one there. But um, and then th- thinking outside the box, Pete, I think you said uh, someone come up with a, a, a genius idea. I think maybe this is the, the the best place to stick this in as well. And I, I just need the full screen for a second, Richie, because this idea here. Anyone go for this idea? There's, there's calls on on Facebook for. Uh, I let people to to read this for. Eddie Howe to be out and Jamal Lascelles to come in as care as uh, player manager. And anyone having having any of that? I think you're asking the wrong people. I'll learn. I think I think I am. But well, that is absolutely crazy. T- take take a look at that, people. I I leave that on screen while you're uh, while you're giving us your rating for Lascelles, Richie. 
Uh, I've got to say he was probably one of our better players today. Uh, I, I, I must admit, and I, I don't know if it's just it's just Lascelles full stop, but whenever he gets the ball we're playing out, I always get nervous, full stop. That's just because I know how bad he is playing the ball out from the back. Uh, so I, I, was, I, I still had that throughout the game. However, because obviously we know he's, he, he likes to put his oar in sort of thing, and I think that that, that battle that he, he had with Haaland, I think it brought the best out of him a little bit. You know, he, he thrived on having that physicality with him. And I think that one was the, I'm sure it was in the first half where he had that one-on-one where he, he you know, he was able to get the ball back through the Pope just by out-muscling Haaland. And he, he sort of like, you know, fed off that and it you know it made him you know a lot more confident and that he he thought do you know what I, I can do this today you know there's a you know centre halves who are bigger than him well you know as in height wise wider than stronger physically but he, he he just he was just up for it for the day he he wanted to show that you know he hasn't been in the team for that long it was only his second start of the season for us in the Premier League he, he wanted to show why he's still a club captain why he's still a voice in the dressing room why people will still respect him and I think that you know he showed that today. Um, I've got to say, do you know what? I'll I'll, I'll give him a seven. I've got it. I've got it. I've got a feeling I should be taking one off him though, mainly just because of the incident that happened at the very very right at the end of the game when Harland was taking the piss in the corner with the corner flag. And I don't know if anybody else saw it, but when he uh, he stood on Maxi's foot. Uh, and Maxi went, yeah. went down, and you could see, you know, he put all his weight through his foot when he was going backwards, and Maxi went down, and he turned to Maxi and went, "Get the fuck up, man!" And you, <laughs> and you, you've just stood on his foot, man, and he's telling him to get the Again, Elias. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I probably see he's probably one of our better players today. Right, so what, what? So seven. So seven. Yeah, yeah, seven. Two, two, yeah. Seven. Pete, the sales. Yeah. Yeah, I think I thought he probably maybe just shaded it as our as our best player today, in my opinion. Um, not often do we say that, but you know, Richie just said he, he's made two starts in the Premier League. One was at Anfield, and the other is at Etihad. And both games, I think he's had stormers. I think he played very well in both games. Um, but yeah, I have to say, um, to be fair, I think I, I don't think our centre backs either of them had bad games, if I'm honest. But I think Lascelles is probably elevated more because of the way in which he handled Haaland. Um, I don't think Haaland has been physically dominated as much as what he was today. Um, Not just from a physical strength-to-strength, shoulder-to-shoulder point of view, but Lascelles for long parts matched him with pace. Um, and that's not something that you can accustom any centre-back with, with Her Harlan, because he's rapid. But normally he likes to get in and behind, and he was making run after run, particularly in the first half, to get in and behind. Mm. The cells had him, had him matched every single time. And you know, Richard talked about the, the, old, the shoulders to keep him out of the way, the physicality to stop him getting on the ball, to let Pope collect the ball, or to deal with the situation. Um and there was, and one or two in the chat have mentioned it, and quite rightly, there was a real aggression to his play um, overall today. And it was really, really good to see because, let's be honest, uh, the reaction to when the cells were starting wasn't positive. Um, uh, you know, there was a lot of negativity about it, but you, know, you can't argue that he played very well uh, and was deserving of a, of a, 
uh, some positive feedback. You know, he really led by example as a captain. Um, and that's exactly what you want on the pitch. Um, so, yeah, uh, I think I'll probably give him a 7.5. I thought he played well. Um, the centre-back positions were not where we lost the game today. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it's harsh on those two in particular, so Lascelles and Botman, the fact that they were on losing teams because I thought they, they did their individual jobs very well. And collectively, as a pairing, I thought they were good. Oh, fair enough. Uh, we move to Botman. Um, I don't blame him for uh, for for the goal so much. Uh, just unlucky with the reflection again, the second game in a row. Um, but I gave him a six point seven five for Botman. Um, yeah, I'd probably give him a six. Uh, I think the cells played slightly better than the other centre back. But as you said, um. I, I don't really blame him for the, uh, the the goals. I think it's one. Of, I think it's probably more down to the fact that he's pretty much played all of his games with Shaw as his partner. So he's playing against the best, probably the best team in the Premier League with someone he's, he's new to as a partner. They haven't been able to build up that chemistry that him and Shaw got. They don't know, you know, what what he's going to do. Is he going to come forward? You know, and I think that's probably what what. Rio Ferdinand was slightly possibly getting that when he was thinking about uh, he's got Haaland behind him, you know, as, should he be helping them out or not? And I think that's possibly the uncertainty of just not playing with the cells on a, on a, a week to week basis. You know, if he was playing with Shaw, you might have seen him pop be able to get a, across to forward and slightly quicker and block the block the shot full stop rather than the, getting the slight deflection. Uh, but at the end of the day, as Pete said, you still want to make the challenge. The challenge then he tried everything to still get there. Um, and obviously, it just took that tiny little bit of half a yard for Bernardo Silva to get the, the second. Um, but at the same time, he was still trying to go at the ball and, and defend his goal. And I, I, that's what you want from your defenders. You're not always going to get it right because obviously you don't. Some, it, you, you haven't got eyes in the back of your head to see where you know who is is such and such covering a run from somewhere else or whatever. Or you, sometimes you can't do that. You've got to hope that the person who's you know playing either side of you is the right distance away from you as well. Someone else could be, you could turn around and say, could Burn have been closer to Botman to come across to help cover the, the silver shot? There's loads of if, but maybe sort of thing. But for me, it's like, you still want him to go out there and, 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 you know, make the effort to try and put his body on the line, which he, he always does every single game. Um, and I think the only reason why I knocked him down was because I just think there was a few times where he gave the ball away, he was a little bit unsettled. And I don't know if that's just because of the press around him. But to be fair, I think Byrne didn't have a very good game, which will probably move on to right next after this. And I don't know whether that's slightly rubbed off on him, having Byrne not playing very well on the one side of him and having a new partner on the other side of him. That's fair enough. Pete? Yeah, I'd give Botman 6.5. Um, I thought as a pairing, him and Lascelles played well. Um I don't think he had a poor game. Uh, I think Fox is putting there he had a poor game and put him alongside the blame for the first goal. Bottom wasn't to blame for the first goal. Um, the midfield were to blame for the first goal for allowing Foden to get into the box. They should not have allowed him to get into. There was space in the middle. And to be fair, BT Sport played it back. There was space in that middle. But I'll argue that if Botman goes to secure that space, Haaland's free in the box. So what it takes is a little cutback to Haaland and it's one in anyway. So, you know, Haaland is prime 
position is to hold his ground and defend the attacker because he's got three, four players in front of him that should be stopping the ball from getting through. So I don't blame Botman for that. Um, and actually, he still managed to get his body in front of the ball, which unfortunately eventually, eventually led to the ball getting into the net. But I would say, from a defensive point of view, handling Haaland, he was good. Um, he didn't have to handle Haaland as much as Lascelles did. Lascelles did the better job in dealing with him and keeping him quiet. But Botman went about his business really well. The reason why, for me, he didn't get his his, his mark or his score up as high as Lascelles is because, and I can't even believe I'm saying this, is that Lascelles was better on the ball. Um, <laughs> I know. Uh, it's uh, it's but, like Twilight Zone. <laughs> but, but this is but this actually this actually feeds into Lascelles a little bit because Lascelles did what any player should do that has limitations is play within um, their limits and play to what they know their strengths are. So Lascelles got the ball, touch got out of his feet quite quickly. He didn't get dilly dally on the ball. He didn't dwell on it. He just got the ball out of his system because he knows he's not great on the ball. The problem that Botman has is that Botman is programmed to be good on the ball. So he's programmed to keep the ball in possession and keep things moving. And there was someone uh, um, at the chat, Kitty, put, um, uh, did well at times, but needs to learn that Rosie is sometimes a better option. And you're right, sometimes Rosie is a better option. But when you're a ball-playing centre-back, Rosie's not in your mindset. Your mindset is to continually play football. <clears throat> And I don't want Botman to become a Rosie-type defender. That's in Lascelles. I don't mind Lascelles doing that because you know he's not great on the ball. But Botman is good on the ball. The problem he had today is that he had no options at times. Now, I still put it down to Botman because he gave the ball away. You know, if it's not an option, go long. Hit it long to Wilson or Isaac and go. Go run the channels for me. Go run the channels and take the pressure off me. That's what he should have done. But he tried to keep the ball ticking in short, sharp spaces and City pressed him uh, a number of times. It wasn't the, wasn't the worst for it. Like we said, Trippier and, and um, Longstaff were, were far worse. And maybe even Joe Linton and a couple of others were worse than Botman over the course of the game. But we expect better from Botman, don't we? We've seen how good he normally is on the ball. He's normally calm, collected, very rarely loses possession, always very, very solid in possession and, and likes to get us in, in attacking positions. He wasn't quite that today. So that's why he hasn't got the rating that Lascelles has. So 6.5. Cool. Let's move on. Let's go to Burn. Uh, Burn for me. Uh, Foden, I was just way too fast. Now, Foden, Foden is class, so straight, straight off. Well, it's the same issue with with last week and, and Anthony. For uh, Burn has been showing up as not being a left back. We said it like ages and ages ago back when he started in that position, and he did well, he did, did well for, for a long period of time. But it's it's kind of been beginning to, to, to tell, uh, that's why I think. And I know someone said rose tinted glasses, but target uh, in there he's probably needs more game time he's probably not going to go straight in though uh, uh but specialized left back i think would be no harm uh now for a while and it even give give burn a little bit of a break um but for me and given i i also thought he was a bit at fault for the for the first goal he could have done more to, to stop for again forward in his class so it, it, it's difficult uh but i, I give him burn a six uh, I'm tempted to go as low as four, if I'm honest. Uh, I think I'll, I'll give him a five. I, I can't really give him much worse than Trippier. Uh, 
I think the one you're right, he should have been close at the forward for the first goal, in my opinion. Um, it should have been dealt with well before he even got anywhere near the box. Some of the other things he was, you know, he just looked a bit like the rest of some of the rest of him, he looked tired as well. We know he's not an out, you know, even said in the build, he's just, he thinks he's his best position to centre back, but he plays well at left back. And and I think obviously we know you, you look back at certain games and you went, right, he's done. Well against them, and then you, you know, he plays against the, the the bigger teams, the better teams that have got more quality, and he does struggle. But the other thing I'll say in his defence, though, how many partners, how many different people has he had to link up with on that left hand side to to create a, you know, an awareness of who's going to come forward, stay back. You've you've had Joe Linton there, you've had Maxi there, uh, you've had Gordon there today, uh, you've had. Start near the season as well. You've you've had you know Fraser and Murphy occasionally as well. It always seems to be that wide left that has you know wherever the change because Miggy was on fire the first half of the season. So and that relationship with him and Trippier has worked. And to be fair, that's probably been the only they, they've been as a partnership pretty much all season. Whereas on the left, it's always changed. And he was defensively more solid when you had someone like Joe Linton playing the, the wide left because you know you get that defensive. Uh, help from him, whereas you know you, you sometimes have someone like Alan Sar Maximum, uh, and you you look at him and you think, yeah, he's more of an attacking threat. But do you do you sacrifice that because you you obviously don't get the defensive cover that you get off him? So I, I've got to give him that sort of duty. He's he's working with a lot of different people in front of him constantly. Um, there needs to be a part of him, but, and perhaps he is he's another one that needs a rest. And it's another thing where perhaps you know we know that Target's been out injured for a bit as well. So obviously we haven't had a chance, you know. People have still said people keep forgetting we've still got Jamal Lewis, and there must be a reason why Eddie Howe's not picking him for whatever reason, you know. Yeah, I know we will never see them again. I don't think we will now. I, I've, you know, he's, I think he was he was kept in the squad for the try and get a bit more fitness. Obviously, he said he wasn't. He was Eddie Howe said a few times he wasn't fit. You know, he's probably getting to the where he's getting to the fittest you know stage of his career now. Like since he's been there as a manager. Uh, but this, it's, it's weird the fact that you know he's he's not even making the squad. You know what I mean? It's like if you put that on, he's not. Um, you don't know if it's a similar situation to Ryan Fraser. Ryan Fraser's blatantly turned. Obviously, what we turned down said he wants he wants to be playing. You know, he wants to go. And as soon as he said that, he's turned right go out in the twenty threes. We don't know whether that's something that's affecting Jamal Lewis. He's still young. He wants to be playing football. Um, but it's. I think I think we'll see Target come back in, and I think what we'll also see when Target comes back in is it'll help relieve the pressure on Trippier at set pieces because Trippier has only been unless you're you know outside the box and it's a shooting chance, Shaw tends to come become available. You know, we at the start of the season we had three set three four set piece takers. We had Trippier, Target, Shelby, and Shaw, and obviously Murphy occasionally when you came on. But Target hasn't been playing. Shelby's gone, and obviously Shaw was injured today. So with the only real set piece taker we had today was Trippier. That's if you're especially not on form as well. That's a lot of pressure to keep putting the ball and the ball and the ball. But yes, don't get me wrong; he's an English international and should still be doing better. So, but Burn wasn't his best game today. Think needs a break. Just take out the firing line for a little bit. Bring Target back. Give him a run in, especially against teams who. Haven't got possibly the attack and threat as a uh, as a wide winger that like we've had against the last three games. You, this is the sort of thing where you'd be thinking targets are more attacking fullback. So when you're playing 
Wolves, when you're playing Forest, this is the sort of game that possibly be more suited for Target as well. Burn. Burn, baby, burn. Um, yeah, I'll give Burn a five. Um, I think this is the beginning of the end of Burn being a regular first-team player in Newcastle's team. Um, and some people might not like that, but it's a necessity to move the team forward. We need a new left-back in the summer. It's now become a priority position. We need a, a new left-back to come in who's made and ready, not just to play Premier League football, but to play, hopefully, fingers crossed, European football. Um, and Dan Byrne, uh, Richie's talked about it. I listened to the interview that he had with Rio Ferdinand and, and, and the guys um, on the on the benches before the game. And he said he, he's, he's a centre-back. Well, if you want to play as a centre-back, you're going to have to be third or fourth choice because... He doesn't get into our centre-back pairing. He's not better than Botman. He's not better than Shaw. And I've, I'm confident that we're going to get another centre-back in the summer that will be ahead of him, so he'll be third or fourth choice at best. And if he's happy with that, fair enough. But I think we go with another left-back uh, in the summer and we move forward. So uh, his performances are untimely. They're not, they're not well-timed for him. Um, but... I agree with everyone in the chat and what you boys have said. It's time to let Dan Byrne have a rest. Like it, it, some people were annoyed that Target was on the bench and and Byrne wasn't uh, and Byrne was starting today. Byrne, Byrne was always was always going to start today. You were yeah. never ever going to bring Target in at the Etihad. Like you're literally throwing you're throwing him to the Lions there. Like the first game back, you're playing him at the Etihad. Like, you know, it's different with Lascelles because we had no other option. Shaw is injured, so therefore he had to play. But you don't, you bring Target on and you give him a few minutes, exactly what he did today. I thought he played it really well. And I think I would be surprised if Target doesn't start against Wolves. It's a, it's a perfect game for him, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, Dan Byrne was, wasn't great today. Um, there were moments where we dealt with Foden and dealt with that left-hand side quite well. But in general, um, he just wasn't good. And, 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 I, and I, get your, I get your argument, uh, Richie, with regards to the players that he's had supporting him down, down that left-hand side. But his performance today and recently is not down to his partnership. It's down to him individually. As oh, yeah. And it's his defensive position. You can, you can argue that you know he hasn't had the... He's had a, a chop and change of, of certain players and, and various other things, but you could argue the other way that they don't get the support from Burn from the left hand side from an attacking point of view. We've said the same about Maxi. We've said the same about various other players that are playing on that side that don't get the same type of support. You know, you don't see an overlap today. Gordon's on that left hand side. You don't see an overlap really today from Dan Burn, but you see many are overlap for Trippier. Trippier is the one that heads the ball back in for Wilson to miss that golden chance. Like he gets forward. Burn doesn't do that. And as a winger, you need that. So you could argue it the other way. But I get what you're saying. Like the chopping and changing probably doesn't help in terms of that core understanding. What I will say is that at times Gordon did get back and defend. He did he did his defensive duties okay to a point. Um but I, just, I think that with Gordon, that will come in time when he plays, gets more starts and gets more minutes. 
Want it does, surely. Yeah, well, hopefully, uh, I hope hopefully that's the case. But I just think Burns' bad performance today was down to him not playing well. I've got a um, question for you, lads. Next next weekend we play Wolves. Picture a greased up Adama Traore. Who do you want in that uh, left back spot to, to try and try and uh, tame him? Uh, with, again, a, a fellow with a bit of pace. Um, it's going to be a big decision um, for for how um, in in um, in what he'll do with, with that squad selection next next weekend. Keep it in mind. You don't have to answer now. Let's move no, on. I'll, I'll answer it now if you want, but it's just yeah, up to you. yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, no. Keep keep it for for. Look, it's it's a topic for a way days. I mean, um, Bruno, Bruno next. Uh, Bruno's a nice nice ball onto Gordon. I mentioned there the uh, in the first half, a few nice touches. Nothing special at times either. Bruno, you know, he he does control things. Everything tries to go through him. I give him a six point seven five today. Hmm. Well, I'll have a think. Well, Pete, you go this one first. Um, I would give Bruno a 6.5. Um, I thought there were flashes of quality from Bruno, little passes here that broke the lines that were very, very good. Um, but there were, there's clearly something not right with him. He's clearly still injured. Um, it's all right how saying he trained all week and blah, blah, blah. But he, you know, after 20 minutes, he's pulling up with his ankle again. There's clearly a problem there. So he's not playing at 100% fitness. And you can tell because he's not as combative. He's not as aggressive in his play. He's not <clears> as um, demanding of the ball. He's almost kind of just playing in neutral. He's just going about his business. And that is not the Bruno that we want, which is a shame. Um, if that's the case... I wouldn't have played him today. I'd have rested him and made sure he's ready for Wolves because we've got a run of fixtures now that we can actually win and we can go on a really decent run and actually claw back some points that we've lost over recent weeks and we need him fully fit. Now we're going into another week where the question is going to be, is Bruno 100% fit? Is he okay to play again? Now, we made it through the game to a point, but you know, is it still an issue that's there? Um and of course, Man City's midfield is very, very good. Um, so he's always going to be up against it. So if you're coming up against a, a world-class midfield and you're 80, 75% fit, it's, 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 you're always kind of fighting a losing battle. So I don't put it up against Bruno. I have to say, though, and I've been thinking about this for a while, we need him to sign a new contract ASAP. <laughs> I, I am becoming increasingly concerned that next season could well be his last at Newcastle. And people might not like that. But I'm looking at his reactions after the cup final. I'm looking at his reactions today. I'm looking at him as a player. He he he's good enough. He's good enough to be playing in that team today. He could have quite easily replaced Gungadin in that Man City team. And they could have been equally as good, if not better. He's looking at other players. He's looking at Man United. He could quite easily replace a Bruno Fernandes or whoever, a Fred in that team and play there. And there's going to come a point that if we're not doing what we want and moving forward to play Champions League football, which is what he signed for, I do worry that at some point, big teams are going to come in for him. 
and yeah. Newcastle being Newcastle, and we're not going to like this, they are going to respect his views. And if he turns around and says, I can't turn down Real Madrid, I can't turn down whoever comes in for me, that they're going to accept a bid for him. We need him to sign a new deal right now. Um, because I think if we doesn't sign a new deal right now, I think we're going to get bids in the summer and it's going to be not necessarily a Kabai situation because I don't think he would refuse to play or anything like that. But I think you're going to get a Bruno that's going to be conflicted and we can't have a Bruno that's conflicted because he does not play in the same way when he's conflicted. He's conflicted today with his injury. And he's not played in the way in weeks which we expect him to. Just imagine if he's got pressure on him and emphasising on him moving to another club, a bigger club, out there in Europe, how that's going to affect his game. I, I am genuinely, genuinely concerned. And people may shoot me down for it. I don't really care. I want Bruno to stay for the next five, ten years. But in reality, I'm thinking he's good enough to be playing at the top end of European football right now. And he's, what, 25 years old? I had the same thought today, Pete, because in, in watching that game, and I know people in, in the chat are saying about he, he does look a bit frustrated as well. That's, I think, more with himself than the actual overall team. But, yeah, and I was thinking to myself, yeah, a, a, a nice little boost for us this week would be the, the news that Bruno has signed a new deal. It does sound like and it does look like in the little little tweets he's put out or whatever, it does look like there's something going on in the background. So it, it hopefully it, it comes soon. Look, it can't it can't be that difficult. <laughs> Give him more or less what he wants because because we have we, we will build our, our, our team around him. But uh, um, yes, he's committed to the club. There's no doubt about it. He loves Newcastle. He loves the city. He loves everything about what represents Newcastle. Newcastle United. He's incorporated his family into it. His interview with his wife on Sky Sports, talking about how much she loves it. You very rarely get that from South American players. So it's so unique. You've got a South American player that talks so positively about Newcastle. Yeah, they mentioned the weather, but it wasn't really a, an overriding factor. They just love being here and loved being loved. His dad being His dad's as famous as Bruno. Like, it's crazy. But there will come a point where ambition overrides everything. And if we're not yeah. moving forward the way in which he wants to, one or two put it in the chat as well. I think Brian mentioned it. He put, um, Bruno's here for the project. If he's not moving quick enough, he'll go. Yeah. And I, I genuinely believe that. And not, I'm not saying it because I want him to go. Of course I don't. He's been our best player for God knows how long. Yeah. He's a supreme talent. I'd be absolutely in bits if he left this club. But I'm, I'm a realist. And a player at 25 years old that's, and someone just mentioned it, not getting into the Brazilian squad as a, as a mainstay starter um, and isn't in the Brazilian squad for this round of fixtures, must be thinking, what do I need to do to break the lines internationally? Yeah. And of course, where do I go to win trophies? Like, if we'd have won a trophy on Sunday, he'd have probably signed a deal right now. We'd have had an announcement. He'd have signed the deal, it'd have been all done and dusted. Because he's won something at Newcastle and he'll th he'll see the future and more. But because we haven't won and because we're in a, such a bad form, doubt. there is doubt. Exactly, Daz. You're absolutely right. There's doubt creeping in. So something needs to change. We need a new deal being announced to give the fans and to give everyone a spot, but equally to push the suitors away, to push the Real Madrid's away, to say, he just signed a new deal. You can't come to us in the summer because you're going to be paying 200 million or whatever to get him. So it puts us back, it puts them back a year. 
And it gives yeah. us a bit of breathing room to go, right, okay, we've got Bruno, we can build the team. But if he doesn't sign that deal and we go into another season, the question marks and the noises are going to get louder and louder. And that's what I'm worried about. Uh, yeah, you have it yourself. Um, people in the chat will as well. Like in your own, your own like line of work. So if things aren't going going your way, you, you'll go, "Oh, look at all these offers, all these emails I'm getting. Maybe, maybe, maybe I should look at. This. Well, maybe, maybe I should uh, should not be as as blinkered and and uh, just just look what's out there. So get it, get it sorted. Keep them happy. Uh, keep them sweet. Keep them in Newcastle. Richie, Bruno. Uh, yeah. It's a difficult one. I, I'll probably go with a six. Uh, I think a lot of it's probably not down to him himself. I noticed quite a lot of times that he had the ball and there was no movement in front of him. You know, we know how much you know Bruno likes to play. A bit like what we say about Botman and Shaw. They're good at you know playing the ball through the lines and breaking breaking them up. There was no movement for him today. Uh, and I think he's... I don't know whether it's just he's perhaps feeling a bit of pressure. Because obviously, we now know that obviously we've lost Joe Linton for the next two games. We've technically got three fit centre midfielders. And bear in mind, we play with three centre midfielders. It's not really good, you know what I mean? And I think this comes back to the fact that we let Shelby go and didn't replace. And that's a big, big thing that's going to bite us back in the arse at the minute. Because obviously, we had nobody that could, when uh, Bruno was suspended, we had no one to cover the three that we had in. in, you know, the, the amount of ground that they cover, the tyre quicker. And obviously, we know that Bruno's um, not necessarily not he's tired, but obviously the ankle's given jip. And I think what well, the one thing that was, you talk about the, the frustration stuff, I think that's the thing that stood out to me today that was, made, made me really think about Bruno is definitely frustrating. And, and as well, Pete was saying that, you know, that's that doubt. There's something going on perhaps behind the scenes is, if you look at when he went off, when he, when he went down with his ankle and he was just, re- you know, he went over the sideline and how went over him to start talking to him. And he kept on, t- like, and he, Bruno just didn't seem to listen to him. He seems on a different planet. He wasn't like, you know, there's been times before when, you know, how goes over, he, he listens intently to what's, what's being said. He just, he just didn't seem to be there. It, it was... I don't know, it just wasn't himself. I don't know whether he's thought it, like Peter says, are elsewhere or he's thinking, I can't do this by myself in the middle or or whatever. There's, but there's just something not right. Uh, and it's obviously getting a little bit more for us. We, we know now he's going to be playing, you know, definitely playing the next two. To be fair, we, if he's fit, he'll be playing anyway because he's our, one of our best players. Uh, he's the creative spark that we've got. But I, I wonder if he's starting to feel the pressure that the he is the only creative spark we've got in the team. And I, have to, I don't know if that's perhaps been a little bit of a, a burden on him. I don't know. but Richard, yeah, he, he he definitely starts every game. There's only one man, he's not here tonight, that, that would question whether he would start him out. But uh, yeah, he was he was at the match today, actually, as well. All right, Chris. Um, <laughs> did you give a rating for, for Bruno? Richard? Yeah, I said six. Six, okay. Let's move on. Let's go to Longstaff. Uh, was replaced by Willick. On the sixty-second match, looking, I just gave him a six. Not, not, not much to say, but six for me. Uh, probably the same. Uh, he battled quite a bit, as we know he did. It was. I had a feeling he was going to pick that uh, that booking up today because 
you look at who we've got coming up, and uh, you know it gets them out of the way for the the games coming up in, in end of the, this month in April when you've got Man United, you've got Arsenal, uh, you've got Man United, Spurs, uh, and, and and teams like that coming up soon, uh, and then obviously Brighton as well, and the, the return to West Ham. So to to get that suspension out of the way against Forest and Wolves. Oh, hang on. Well, we're, we're talking about Longstaff. Did y'all say I think we're at Joel? Yeah. Sorry, mate. Yeah. Uh, but, to be fair... Tie uh, it, well, it all together. All right, I'll tie it all together. Well, to be fair, Longstaff wouldn't have even got a six, to be honest with you, mate. <laughs> he, he, he would have been looking to get a five. He was just awful. He was absolutely awful today. Uh, he just he looked leggy. He wanted too much time on the ball. Um, he just... I, I can't remember which one of you said it before. He, he just... I don't know... He, you, you, the Premier League's quick, and when you're playing the best team technically in the Premier League, who can press as well as what we can? You can't. You, you're not going to have five, six seconds on the ball. You've got to make something happen quick. It's a lot of one touch or give and go, uh, or two touch at the best. It, it, it just looked awful today. And then obviously, I thought he was a bit unlucky to come off like last week in the in the cup final a bit early, but I think obviously it was just a we need you know, it's a one off game. You have to go all guns blazing sort of thing, but. It just it was awful again today. And someone said today he's he's reluctant to put a challenge in as well. He's uh, just completely off the pace today. And it could it could be the fact that he's you know we've stated this numerous times. He's cons- he, on average co- uh, covered the most ground in the Premier League this season over anyone. Could he just be get the stage of tiredness as well? Because as I said we're lacking in midfield now. So is he leggy on that? So. Um, yeah, a five, a five. That's obviously you've got my Joel Linton one as well, mate. So just, just skip me the next round. What, what did you say for Joel Linton? About missing the next two games, it's uh, the fact that I, I gave him a six as well. But it was just the fact that he's now suspended for the next two games, which with which are Wolves and Forest. So you'd, they're, they're it's probably the right two two games to miss with what we've got coming up after. Okay, cool. cool. Pete, we'll go to you for Longstaff and Joe Linton, and then I'll go to Joe Linton as well. Um, yeah, uh, Longstaff. Um, <clears throat> I thought he was poor today. Probably give him a 5.5. Um, again, get the ball away cheaply many a times. Had a great opportunity to score and, and hesitated. Um, but other than that, I don't really remember too much of what he did, which is a bit yeah. of a worry because um, he wasn't really in the game at all. Um, you know, uh, and that kind of typifies where he's at at the moment. Uh, it hasn't been great in recent games. Um, he needs to up his levels um, if he wants to stay in this team because, look, we're going we're gonna to strengthen. We're going to get better players coming in. And he might be playing this season, but decisions will be made next season and he might well find himself on the bench. So he's playing for his future, his future to start in the team. So we need him to improve more. But it, the biggest thing for me is the his ability to give the ball away. Just so cheap, so cheap. It needs to be better. So yeah, um, five, yeah, I'll, it's 5.5 I'll give him for that. Joe Linton, um, <clears throat> I don't think Joe Linton had a bad game today. I thought he was okay. I thought he was combative. I thought he got himself stuck in. But oh, that yellow card just wound me up. <laughs> you could see it coming from a mile away. There, there was no need for him to go into that tackle. 
Because the ref played on and they came back to it, yeah. There was no need for him to go in. He was never going to get there. He was so off. He was so off the pace in terms of getting there in time to win the ball. It was always going to be a foul. Um, And he argued that it was his first one. But it's it's a foul. And and it's a yellow card. You look at the contact, it's blatant. He's stamped on his foot. Like, you can't argue that. And I just think... Whether 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 the captain, whether Lascelles or Trippier, whether Eddie Howe has a word with him and just says, you know, you can be big and physical, but things like that when you're pressing the ball high, just you know, get to them, but you know, just make yourself big, but don't get yourself into a position where you're going to give needless free kicks away. And that's the only th- that's the only thing that frustrates me because these are two games now, Wolves and Forest that we need it. We need him for these two games, and now he's not there, and he's going to be a big miss, a big, big miss. Um, I just, uh, yeah, uh, not, not great. Uh, uh, Yano just put in the miss. Yeah, I know. I was going to get get to that as well. Yeah, the miss. It's a difficult one. It, it, it's not. It's not as cut and dry as you think. That ball is a great ball in, by the way. Uh, it's a superb ball in, but it. The way it lands, it literally has to fall on his foot in order to score. Um, could he have done better? Maybe he could have got something on it, but it's not as easy. It's not as easy in real time as you think to get on the end of a ball like that. It was whipped in with some pace. Um, so I'm not going to go in too hard about that, but I just think it, you know mm. his yellow card is is kind of overshadowed a lot of his performance today because I didn't think he played too bad. Um, I'll give him a give him a six point five. I've gone six point seven five for for Joe Linton. Um, I, you know I have a wrote down Richie, um, <laughs> uh, but no, he that that yeah, it was, it was maybe a bit harsh. But yeah, you'd like to see him bury that. But how many times have we wanted uh, Joe Linton to bury uh, something um, uh, for us through the years? But uh, look at no, he, he had an okay game. And um, but yeah, the the card uh, just missing those two games now. Um, look, it gives someone else a chance. Uh, we could have done with him. Um, but he has his just the knack now of he's, he, every game he plays, he plays the other card. He kind of I agree with your saying, Pete. He, he kind of. He's 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 a beast. It goes into beast mode, but then he just kind of sometimes just goes goes overboard a bit in, in, in silly silly situations at times. But uh, yeah, six point seven five for J seven for me. Do you, do you to... think just just go about obviously because obviously people talk about the book in there? Do you not think it was it's actually going to tie right that way when we miss the two game suspension, especially with mm. Spurs, Man United coming up, uh, and obviously Brighton. In the start, at the end of the month and start of August, uh, April, they're they're all they're all six pointers. They're those games, um, especially this. I'd rather have Joel and... available for them than than. Do you know what I mean? Than missing. Well, well look, for me, if, that's, if all, that's all I'm thinking anyway. But... Yeah, 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 no, I can see where you're coming from, but for me, it, it, the, the game against Wolves is a must win. We're at home now. Um, if we if we don't win, they win uh, in that, and it'll be a tough game because because they, they've picked up form, but. Our, our season is going to peter out if we don't if we don't win that game. Um, not, and draw isn't even good enough for me. We might be hovering, still hovering around the European places, but 
we need to start somewhere. It, it's 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 we've gone too much of a slump recently, and we need something. We need we need a goal or two just to kind of a bit of a bit of confidence and then get a bit of momentum going, and then going into Forest away at Forest, who who have picked up a bit as well themselves. We should be beating Forest, but look at when we're on that run. If we don't, we. we uh, uh, if we lose it against Bulls and we lose it Forest, where do you forget about those other games you're talking about, Richie? Um, I'll argue that I want him available for all the games. Well, would you? I, I agree. Yeah, I want him. Um, he uh, wasn't going to be. He was never going to get the rest of the rest of the season with a, you know, not getting one other card. Was he realistically? <laughs> We'll come to that side point in a second, but um, but no, yeah, uh, no, I know I agree with you, and yeah, the the Brighton and Man U games are massive. We want him back for those ones because they're big games. But I just think, like Daz has just said, we need a win desperately, and we want our biggest players back playing. Mm-hmm. We we would have needed him for Wolves under the under the like St James's Park, like desperate for a win. We need someone that's going to stand up and be counted. Particularly if we if we've got if we've got a goal if we're a goal up and we're trying to see a game out. You want a Joe Linton in that team. It's going to break things up. It's going to be working his socks off, big, strong in a tackle, like hard. You know, you know what he's going to give you. And having that missing is massive for us. I would have rathered him just took the hit against Liverpool. I missed one of his games to be Man City today and then the other Wolves and then be back for Forest and beyond. The fact that we're missing for both of them, it's, it's just frustrating. But look, the whole situation with Joe Linton is frustrating in terms of how many yellow cards he accumulates. He is very much a Tiote type player and how we need to work on him moving forward because, you know, it sounds really weird. Sounds really crazy, but I actually worry about him getting to 15 yellow cards now and potentially missing three games. Um, which is which I I I don't I don't really want to think about, but it's a genuine possibility when he comes back from yeah. that band because of the amount of yellow cards he does pick up because of the way in which he plays. I don't yeah, want him to lose his, I don't yeah. want him to lose his ability with it with the way in which he plays, but there is a way of playing to get around that. You know, there's there's a there's a safer way of playing to still be as effective in games, but not giving an easy yellow card away here or there. And I think you know th- there's something that we need to to work on with, with that moving forward. But um, I think he's been yeah. unlucky with a few yellow cards as well, mind To be fair, there's been a, three or four that are probably he's been harsh on them. But you know, obviously he's got them, so that's that's that, that's probably something we've got to deal with. Some, let's face it, some of them were because he'd been pushing and shoving players to, to kind of prove a point, like to, to show his, his support to other players. But there's three or four there that could have been avoided, that he wouldn't have been nowhere near 10 if he'd have not got too physical. I think there was one with Brighton earlier on in the season where he was like pushing the guy and he got a yellow car off the back of that. There's been a couple more off the back of that. There's like I say, three or four that could have been completely wiped out now that he would have been more than comfortable. So there's that element of it that he just needs to calm down. And if you think if he does that, it'll be okay. But, um, but yeah, Fox has just said he'll get close to the other 20 yellow cards. I hope not because we can't afford to have him missing for three games after these two games. We need him playing because he is so crucial to us. Um, great to see Saeed in the chat. Top man. <laughs> 20 yellow cards. Yeah, that could happen too. Um, 
Right, we'll move on. We'll move on. We we'll get to some of these questions as well. Um, we'll move to the attackers. Let's go to Miggy. Miggy, yeah, he's 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 he hasn't been been firing all cylinders recently, and he, he's getting he's getting worse in, in a way. Um, look, he he did so well first at the early start of the season, and the combination with with, with Trippier and and Bruno Bruno as well. But and it's we've been found out a bit on, on that move. Um, I give Miggy a six. I'd like to see. ASM and Gordon start in the wide positions with and uh, Isaac up top uh, for uh, for front three against Wolves. Yeah, I'll give him a, a six as well. Uh, I think it's it's that same old that we talked about the other day. I'm just so frustrated with the fact that he we get he, he gets past his man so much, but he's cut backs beyond them. Um, and even now with his with his laybacks to people. On the right, the the balls are bad. It's just something. I don't know. It's just. I was so surprised he started. It, you know, I was. We said on on the way to his death, it, we knew there was going to be a change, and I thought we thought. I think both me and Pete thought it was time for ASM to get a chance and Gordon as well and move Maxi over to the right. Um, and it's something that I've seen quite a few people talk about in the chat, and you know, I might as well mention it now because obviously it's. We talked about that right hand side, and it was um, people have said, "Oh, Murphy came on and did well, played some two fantastic balls in from the right hand side." And obviously, there was no one there. Um, that's because the one, one, the person who's usually in there is Callum Wilson, and he's not there for that sort of ball. It used to be like when we used to uh, have our best crosses on the bench. We used to have Andy Carroll on the bench, and then you'd bring Andy Carroll on and take <laughs> your best crosses off. It was that. It was that sort of thing. He's putting some crack, cracking balls in, but the, the person you want on the end of them is off the pitch because, as, as we've talked about before, he's sex more intricate. He, he's not an out-and-out <clears> goal coacher. <throat> do you know what I mean? He's, he moves in and around. He tries to create it. And then he was, don't get me wrong, Isak was perfect for when he came on today. The, the chances he created, the move, he looked a lot more of a threat than what Wilson had done throughout the day. But I think that the, the, He's not like that, you know, the the six yard box poacher that Wilson can be moving. And those balls were fantastic. And I think it's if if we had Maxi on the right, Maxi would be putting those balls on well because Maxi can do it. And if you're saying to him, look, get past him with the ball, and he does it. He, when he's playing on the right before, he's brilliant at it. For me, you put Maxi on the right next week. You put Gordon, give Gordon a run in the team on that left. Give him a chance to make it. He's always, especially when you've got Wolves and you've got Forrest coming up. Perfect games where you can get your teeth in. You know what? Gordon's got that fight in him. He's got that. We, we, we talked about when he first came in. He's got that shit. How is he out? And these are games where you want him to, you know, especially if he starts, he gets his first start against Wolves at St. James's. The crowd will be back behind him, like we always are with everyone who pulls on the shirt, to, you know. He'll get right, he'll get behind him and he'll, he'll get that confidence that with the first start. And I think we have to go with Isak now, um, and I think I think we'll see a different. I think I think we'll be scoring goals next week if that's the front team. But just it was picked up what that chat was. People were saying Murphy deserves a start. I would still pick ASM over Maxi all day, but give sorry, uh, Maxi over Murphy all day long, and I get him on the right and get that ball because Maxi can do it, and his quality is overall better than what Murphy is. Pete, your thoughts on? Miggy. Um, I'm struggling to see what Miggy did today in the team. 
I've given him a six because a six is kind of, in my opinion, six is like the standard. You know, like everyone starts at, at the beginning of the game. It's a bit like the old football managers. The old football yeah. managers, everyone <laughs> starts at a six. <laughs> and like, you either go up, you, yeah. either go up or you go down. It's one of them. That's like, how I do my ratings. I give yeah, yeah, some yeah, ratings yeah, at yeah, half time and then I give them full time and I up and down them as depending in the second half how things are going. Yeah. Yeah, and no, and again, full school. Um, and, and so I'll give Miggy a six because that's what he started with at the beginning of the game, and I didn't see him do anything that deserved more than that. I didn't see anything that deserved less than that. You know what he's going to give you? He'll run all day, he'll work hard for you. But I just think, like, it's really, it might seem really harsh, and some people might not agree with it because obviously he scored ten goals for us this season. He scored ten very, very important goals for us, and he's been brilliant, outstanding for us this season. But he's but he's not playing well. Outside of him scoring goals, he is not playing well at the moment. And I do think that, it, like a number of other players we've talked about tonight, he, he he does need a rest. He looks tired. But equally, he needs that. As I said to you about Wilson, he's that fire in his belly. He needs to know that that place is not guaranteed. He's not going to start every week. He's just some new deal. He's not just going to get that start every week just because. Like it's just because he's Miggy and he signed a new deal and he's our current top scorer. He he needs to know, like Wilson, that you've got to fight for your place. And I do think that starting him on the bench against the likes of Wolves could really be the kick up the backside that he needs. And I do think that we need natural wingers that are going to be able to whip balls into the box. I really do. Um, I mean, so I mean, Dave just put um, give Miggy a go on the left. Yes, I, I would naturally because you've got a left footer, and then if you've got Maxi or Gordon, you've got a right footer. Whoever it is that plays on the right, you've got that natural winger winger ability. But the thing I'll argue with is that Miggy don't cross the ball. I was going to say, I know exactly what you were going to say because we discussed he it before. The, like, he, 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 the amount of times that Miggy is gets the ball at feet without anybody pressing him, it still doesn't cross the ball. It's like, well, there's Can no he cross the ball on the left because he don't cross the ball anyway. The, the one time he's crossed the ball, he played the ball back for, I think it was um, Longstaff's yeah. against Southampton, which I was surprised that he even did. But he just doesn't cross the ball. We need wingers that are going to cross the ball into the box. But to be uh, fair, that wasn't even that wasn't even really a cross for the long stuff. That was more of a, it's, a, it's a pass. It's like a yeah, cutback, it's, isn't it? It's not even a cross, is it? it it's not a yeah. cross. Yeah. I said it before. Hang on. I, I said it before. Miggy and and, and his, like when the ball's in the air, he can hit a powerful shot, and that's some of his class goals that came from that. But he he doesn't have a great powerful shot, uh, and that maybe is something to do with the crossing as well. Can he ping it across? Getting the weights. No, well, he's look. He's played wide. He's played wide for as long enough now to be able to know that as as a wide man, you cross the board. And Fox has made a, a great great point. Biggie has never crossed the board in his career. Never been part of his game. It never has been because when he was at Atlanta United, he's playing as number ten, so he didn't need to cross the board in. A lot of his runs were through the middle. So only since he's been at Newcastle, he's played more of a wide man. But he's played at Newcastle long enough. He said he's been here four years now. He's been in a position where he should now be expecting to be crossing the ball in, whether it's with his right or with his left. He should be, but he's not. And it's a frustration because that constant cutback onto his left is becoming predictable now. And it's becoming predictable because other teams are starting to um, uh, starting to kind of you know, figure out his game. 
what they can't figure out and what he is very good at is his movement. His movement, you know, where he kind of like dinks forward and then makes that darting running behind. Like they can't deal with that because he's so fast. He's got such great work rate. He just can't be matched in that. And I just think that maybe having him off the pitch and having him come on and do that later on in the game, a little bit like we did with Maxi and Willock today, they came on and really kind of stomped their authority on the game. Maybe we need that from Miggy later on in the game where teams are tired. I think we could really affect Wolves with that, with bringing Miggy on later on in the game where they're tired and he makes those type of runs because they're not going to be expecting it or they're going to be tired to that move and he can really exploit them on the back of that. So maybe that's an option. I don't know. But in terms of performance today, it's a standard six because I didn't really see him do anything above and beyond that that tells me that he, that he had a decent game. Right, we'll move on. Let's go to Gordon. Uh, I thought Gordon did did well in the first half, but then petered out in the second half, pretty much like our season. Uh, but um, I'm going to give him a six point five. Um, he, he, yeah, he, he, it was it was it was the time to take him off at that stage. Six point five, Gordon. His debut first of all, start, Daz, debut. First of all, Daz, let's remember we've still got a third of the season left. It hasn't petered out just yet. We're still. St- and I'll just, I'll just, uh, as we stand, stand yeah, next just weekend, telling. <laughs> no, no, why not? Sure. <laughs> I want everything to, to change next weekend. I want a couple of goals. I want. I want. I don't care who plays if it, it means that we, we win the game because we win the game uh, against Wolves, and we go, that gives us momentum into to, if we win Wolves and Forest, we're back in. We're back in this fighting for that fourth spot or even European spaces. But um. Yeah, I think the thing, well, I think we're still, straight, clearly we're still in it mathematically easily. We're still in it. It's not even yeah. done without itself. But the problem is, we win next week and we win against Forest, and it's more pressure on everybody else that oh, we're yeah. turning the season around. It's the pressure's on them because if we get six out of there, and obviously Spurs slip up again, or then Liverpool, it puts the ball in our court, and then we've got that confidence to attack the rest of the season. And um, so obviously that, that's just my opinion on that bit, but. Gordon, I thought I'd give him a six. Um, he just needs to run the team. I think he just needs to build up a bit more confidence. You know, I'll put a, a comment before I came up, just as Pete was talking, um, and it was off Taggy Vivid. He, he said that ES7, Gordon didn't do anything either. The thing is, you know, that's Gordon's first start today. Um, you've got to give him a chance. You know, when he has come on, he's looked to create. His first full start's come against Man City, at Man City. So you've got to give give him a chance. You can't say, oh, he hasn't done anything either because he hasn't had the same game time as play, people who are playing at the minute. Do you know what I mean? So give him a chance now. And ASM, to be fair, he, when him and Isak came on, we looked a lot more threatening. You know, there was a bit more... So on that one, for me, I think you we just need to try something because obviously the three that's up front at the minute aren't working. We need to tr- try something. And for me, when, as Pete said the other day, We've got to try a variation of those, and, and perhaps they're not so they're not resting on the laurels anymore. You know, Mickey had a fantastic start the season of the World Cup, but we all said his form wouldn't continue. It's impossible to continue that le- level of form all the way through. He's not the same caliber of player as as Harland. As Rashford had an awful start this season, he's now on fire now. Harland had a fantastic start this season. 
you know, he hasn't been hitting score as many goals as he has been recently. That's always going to be the case. You're never going to go through a 38 game season and be electric at every single one of them. You are going to have you know peaks and troughs all the way through it. Through it. But it's that stage now where we're, we're talking since the World Cup. We're talking that what two and a half months now of a, of a dip from the, the current front three. We really need just a, a bit of a kick up the backside. You know, if they give them a start, if something safe, for example, we win 2 0 next, next week and the front three look electric, it means people like Miggy and Wilson are going to be thinking, shit, we better step up our game. We, you know, we better look, look to do it. We want to get our places back and stuff like that. We want to be part of the squad going forward. Obviously, you know, we know Miggy's just signed a new contract. That doesn't mean we can't sell him. You know, someone, I can't remember who was in one of the previous shows, Terry said, he signed a contract. That could be to protect your asset. If someone comes in, because we we still said the other week, if someone still put a bid in for 30 million, would you sell Miggy? Call that thought, Richie, because you know what's coming in the summer. This is what I'm saying. Squad game three, the price yeah, is yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. But this is what we're saying. It's you're protecting your assets. You've got to keep them on the because with the project we're in now, you've got to keep all your players on the toes. And it's a few times we've mentioned in this short night, have people been a little bit complacent? Have they not been having to look over the shoulder so much? Or are some getting the stage now where they're actually are having to look over the shoulder and they're not used to it? They obviously. Maxi used to be the everything used to revolve around Maxi. Obviously, now it doesn't. So, it, it, has that been that effect? That's affected them as well. We don't know. But look, we've got to make changes, and I, I think you, you can't have really have a go. It's God of not doing anything when he hasn't really had the minutes compared to the other people in that position. So, for me, six did all right. Sparks in the first half. Obviously, he came. I was surprised he came out. I would have took Miggy off over at Gordon and played Gordon a little bit longer. But for some reason, and it's going to be coming up in the before the end of the show, I imagine that has how got his favourites, and he likes to try and get, basically get more game time than others. And is that you know Gordon's one of those ones that he's not one of the favourites as yet. He comes off before he knows what Miggy can do. So, so you're not saying Lascelles in there, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, peace. Um. Gordon, I will give a six uh, for the similar reasons that I gave Miguel Almiron. Um, I didn't really see anything from him that really stood out. Um, that's not me having a go at him or anything like that. It's, like Richie said, it's his first start. We've got to remember, there's a few in the chat that have kind of like gone in on Gordon, which I'm quite surprised about. I know um, I'm just sorry to take the chat off you, Richie, one second. Sorry, sorry, man. Let's go for it. Ryan just put hate single out. He put this out on the show. Hate single out a player, but people have to take off their rose-tinted glasses with Gordon. Never showed for Botman or Joe Linton and played every pass backwards. Not ready yet. Now, obviously, that's Brian's opinion on that. What I will say is, is that Players need games. Like we said this for ASM when he made his first start a, a number of weeks ago and everyone was kind of like getting on his back because he wasn't like scoring goals and making magic moments. Players need games to build in. But this is what Eddie Howe is doing now. He's giving Gordon a start to, to not only say, right, you know, show us what you can do, but equally to give him minutes starting a game for Newcastle to get him used to the way in which we play, the way in which we set up, what we need to do. There were lots of things that he didn't do well um, in terms of an attacking position. One or two have mentioned that he constantly cut back onto his right a little bit like Miggy did on the left-hand side, uh, on the right-hand side, sorry, constantly cutting back onto Miggy's left. On the on the left-hand side, 
Gordon was doing the same, just constantly cutting back, which, yeah, Daz, you're absolutely right. To switch them over is the natural thing. I don't know to why. Be fair, to, be, to be fair, though, the one chance he had on with his left foot, he scuffed it. Yeah. And, and look, I'm, I'm not going to hold that. But do you know what? I want to go now because he's at least attempting to do it with exactly. that foot. And it was a great run. It was a great run, a great ball by Bruno, great run. And that's what we want. We want players making those sorts of runs. Um, but I just didn't see enough of him to say he did something above and beyond. Um, you know, I think there was one track back that he did where he kind of like ushered the ball out from De Bruyne, which was decent. Um, he didn't do anything wrong, but it, there wasn't anything that stood out. But what I will say is, is that a lot of people went in on ASM for that reason. We need to give Gordon that same opportunity. Gordon's, what, 23 years old. He's still a young lad, maybe even younger than that. I think he's 21, maybe. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, is like we need to we need to get behind him. We need to support him. You know, he's barely kicked a ball at Everton and now coming into Newcastle. Twenty two create okay, twenty-two. So he's just coming to Newcastle and expecting to create big things. Like I've said I've said for a for a while now, Gordon, we will see the best of Gordon preseason next season. Preseason into next season once he's bedded himself into the club. But you know, this is his chance to get used to what uh, to get used to the way in which we play, the way in which we, Eddie wants us to play, uh, wants him to play, and and, it, and it's a it's a work in progress. It's a work in progress. So he, he's learning on the job, and he's still a young lad. So it will it will take time. But um, I would like to see him play on the right hand side. Um, if 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 Saint Maxi is not playing on the on the right hand side, and and it goes for the reasons that we've that we've already talked about. Is that I think we need um, a, a natural right footed player to play on that side. Um, I think maybe Trippier and Gordon may well link better together uh, as an alternative to Miggy on that right hand side than Maxi. Maxi likes to cut inside, but he likes to go both ways. He likes to keep the players guessing. Maybe the left hand side would be fitting to him. I don't know. I would just like maybe an interchange every twenty minutes to switch it over and to give a a, a, a player keep the opposition on the tours as well. Yeah. Look, I remember this is this is me going back to my teenage years. I remember the season I played uh, for one of my teams locally, and we we ended up winning the, the the treble. And the one thing that we did with our wingers is that we and we did it in training and we said we had some fantastic wingers that were naturally one naturally left footed, one naturally right footed. And have we got the name Pete? What's that? Have we got their names? We can give them a call. <laughs> oh, I don't think they'd be able to do a job right now. <laughs> uh, outstanding players in their own right. But one thing that the point I'm making is that in training and in games, the one thing that we talked about in tactics, in setting up for the team, is that for our wingers we'd say, right. After 10 minutes, swap. Even if it's for five minutes, but just to keep the opposition guessing, just to get them thinking, which way are they going? Are they going left or right? What are they doing? And teams would change their tactics and then all we'd do is switch back. And they wouldn't, they wouldn't know what we were doing. Like they, they just didn't know what to do. And just to give them that little bit of imbalance for that period of time throws a team out and we can capitalise on that. That's what, for me, that's what Newcastle need to do. But I just think we are very, very rigid in the way in which we're performing at the moment. And I think it's a little bit to our detriment um, for me. Um, and yeah, I think Gordon would benefit from playing the right side. And I did say when he signed, majority of his minutes for Everton have been on the right-hand side this season. And I do think that's where he'll play best. 
didn't that fella that made everyone worse that he came to manage used to do that? I can't remember his name. Uh, Bruce, Bruce Ball. Uh, yeah, he, he used to even even try a bit of that. The fellow that had no no clue of tactics. Uh, but anyway, look at we'll see what happens. Um, move on to Wilson. Wilson for me. Uh, I thought he was poor. I I, I thought he was better than than uh, he played against the Manchester Reds. Uh, so he's played better against the, Man- the Manchester Blues. Uh, today, but I'm still going to put him in the category for a second week in a row. 5.5 and I, I don't want I, I don't want to see I, I want to see Wilson on the bench for a while and uh, as you said Pete put the fire in his belly then and uh, see what he can do after that because he's not, he let him come on as a sub but he's not really going to be much of an impact sub I don't think um, but yeah put him under pressure um, 5.5 Wilson for me uh, I've got to say I've, I, I... I thought Wilson was unlucky for a little bit with something. I didn't, didn't think he got anything off the referee. And there was a, a lot of times when there was the centre backs were pretty much giving him getting uh, he was he was giving the piggybacks to the centre backs because they were all over him and the referee gave absolutely nothing for them. And now there was a there was one time when it, you know he, he had he was had his arm. I, I, I think Pete might have mentioned this. He had his arms all the way around Wilson and the referee just turned around and went. And I'm thinking, yeah, you're right. Yeah, like, calm down, calm down. I think like, there's a plan, Dad. <laughs> but no, it was. Yeah. I, I, it didn't get much like that. But the problem is, and this is the thing we we've said a few times recently. You know, against um, Liverpool, he missed a guilt-edged chance. Against Wilson, against West Ham, he missed a guilt-edged with two chances really against him. And today, he got one. Chance, perfect ball, and he he he, he just it's just not there. I don't know what since the World Cup, he's just not the Wilson that we know he is. And there's something really, really affecting him. And I think that he needs to cut down. And I've got to say, I've got to give him a four. I think that that chance it was a guilt chance to get us back at one one. Well, four. <laughs> I've got. I've got to be true. I've got to be. I, I thought is it was. Your, is that your lowest ever score, Richie? No, I think I gave a three and one. One. One review earlier on the season. Was it Bruno? Was it Bruno? I can't remember. Wow. I just think no, it's, it's, it, we're talking. We're not talking about like a, a championship striker playing level. We're talking about an England. Well, yeah, no, we'll say we are. Well, do you know what I mean? <laughs> Well, everyone else, it's four is fair. But I'm put four is very generous, Richie. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, he should be taking that chance. It's not even that you can turn and say it's on his wrong foot. It was right for him. His, his timing was completely off. It was a lovely ball in from by Trippier. You, you couldn't have asked for a better ball in. He, he's got to be finishing there, I'm sorry. Especially against lesser teams like he's missing recently. But you, when you're playing Man City, you know, you've got to take a chance because you know you're not going to get as many of them as you will against other teams. Pete, Wilson. I don't think he was a four, in my opinion. He was. <laughs> was he a three? <laughs> <laughs> he was a two. No, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm going to give, I'm going to give Wilson a, I'm going to give him a five. Um, so not too far for you, Richie. And maybe a little bit more, um, kind of positive uh the, the, the miss I'm not even going to go into because he should have scored it's simply that or or he should have made the keeper work at least he should have hit the target it was a great piece of work but 
what I do value is the work that he did that maybe people don't see off the ball. Like you talked about that little calm down moment. Like that happened. That happened on six or seven occasions in the time that he was on the pitch. He occupied those two centre backs, and he made them work for their money in the game. He was he look. I'll put it out there. He pissed them off. He pissed those centre backs off because every time the ball was played long, he was getting close to them. He was causing problems. They very rarely got a clean-headed win on the ball. The ball was either dropping to him or dropping over them, which would allow Miguel Gordon to run onto it. He was causing problems in there. And so for me, you know, he was doing a job, not the job that we want him to do, which is put the ball in the net, but he was doing a job. And this is why I said, and I said it to the Jordan's now South Boys, because they were like, why is Wilson starting? And they're going, going mad and Daryl's in the chat so he'll know because he's seen that and all the boys were saying why is he starting and I said there's a reason why Wilson will start this game and it will be set up to play a certain way now if we'd have played Isaac we'd have played on the counter attack balls in and behind running at, at, the t- at defenders if we're playing Wilson it's to hold up play it's to create opportunities to hold the ball up high up the pitch and that's exactly what we did. So we tried to control possession by Wilson winning the high balls up the pitch or holding on to the ball, trying to win the free kicks, slowing the game down to allow the team to push forward, to almost slow us into a position where later on in the game, we were still in a winning position. That's exactly why, in my opinion, how selected Wilson today. And he, he, he came in to do a job and people may disagree with this, but his opportunities in front of goal aside, he did a job for the team. It wasn't the greatest job, but he did a job for the team in terms of that. Now, what we want him to do ultimately is to score goals, and he didn't do that. And this is why he needs to be out of the team. Um, and, and look, Yano just put Wilson was struggling to play at a decent level, um, and, we, and we need to get rid of him. And look, I'll put it out there. I think I've talked about it on shows before. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised, not if it's my decision, I wouldn't be surprised if Wilson gets sold in the summer. Because this is Wilson, in my opinion, last season playing as a starting striker. And my argument has always been, Isaac will come in and play number one striker next season. But I don't see Wilson playing as a secondary striker. Wilson is not a striker that comes off the bench because he doesn't give you what Isaac gave, gave us today. In terms of that electricness, that 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 vibrantness, that sharp play, the ability to push and press players, he doesn't give you that. And I don't think Wilson will be happy sitting on the bench. So I wouldn't be surprised if we cash in for him, get our money back. We can still get twenty million for yeah. him. Yeah, get our money back and go and invest in another striker. Would not surprise me if that happens. If, However, if we could... if get European football, I think he'll probably want to stay another year. And he'll probably want to stay another year because he'll want to play European football in his career. And if we're playing European football, he will get minutes. He will get games. And he will be happy to play second fiddle to Isaac in the Premier League if he's getting minutes in Europe. And I think that will be that will be the big thing. If we don't get Europe this season, and I don't really want to think about a season with Newcastle not getting Europe, but if we don't get Europe, I do think that Wilson may move on because he'll have a lot of games where he will be just coming off the bench in 20 minutes. And I just think we 
there is there is a there is a kind of a sliding doors moment here with the likes of Wilson and one or two others because Eddie Howe is going to have to start thinking about moving away from some of the players that he knows really well and has great relationships with to actually bringing in players that are going to project him as a manager to the next level. Pete, it's exactly it's, it's what we've we've said this before. We've got to look at people like the will like the likes of Wilson, like Miggy. Uh, these are people who are going to be. The, I hate saying it because and, and everyone's got to realise we're not having a good... We, we love all the players that were... You know, if people think we're cursed and whatever, we've got to be honest. If we think someone's had a bad game, we've got to have, they've had a bad game and whatever, that doesn't mean we don't think they're a good player. We don't appreciate what they've done for Newcastle, what they're going to appreciate, what they're going to do for Newcastle going forward as well. But what we've got to realise is people like Wilson, people like Mickey, they are going to be the people going forward in this project who are end, going to end up being the weaker players in the squad. They are going to be the third choice striker or they're going to be the second choice you know right winger or whatever it's going to be because yeah. to, for this project to progress that's what's going to happen so this this turnover this summer you're going to see the likes of people like Mankio, Richie and them lot and oh Dummett all them lot move on and then it what's was... going to happen is in this and then in Jan- January you'll see more go out and then this time next you know summer next year that's the likes of when people like Wilson like Miggy and so <laughs> They're the ones who could, and then people that even people like some like Shaw and Byrne and Target, they'll be the ones that are probably going to be moved on. But I think yeah. what these these people are, uh, are, you know, in the first team now, and that's what we've got to deal with until the summer, until we can address areas of you know weakness, because we can't do what Man City did, we can't do what Chelsea did, we can't just go out and buy a squad. Of, but unless you're not in the forest, you want to go out and buy a 25 man squad, you know what I mean? But you know, we're not in that position where you, you can't overhaul a team. The way where we're going, we, we are you know we're, we're progressing the right way, and we we love all the players that have done this season and stuff like that. And it's just we're being honest. We're not having a go at this. Player. We're not saying that someone said that Wilson's not a championship striker. We're not saying he's a championship striker. He's an England oh, no, striker. No, no. He's probably out of form. Completely yeah. out of form. No, that, that that championship comment came via Yano in our squad game too. So that that's where that. that no, no, I know, no, I, I know yeah. it was. It wasn't yeah. any any of us that said it. I just saw it as a comment saying that, you know he's not a championship. I know he, we know he's not. He's an England caliber international striker. He's just way off form at the minute. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. um, and that's all we're I, saying. We just, and you, what you've got to, this is going to be harsh on Eddie Howe as well. He's got the job of his life at the minute as well. And he's and it's 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 going to be hard for him not to show loyalty to the players who've who've got him where he is now. It, he's at a different stage of his career now, where we're a project moving forward, and he's got to be ruthless now as well, which is something he's yeah. perhaps not had to do before. And this is a new area for him, and this is where we'll see whether when he came in, obviously, and a lot of people think that, and I'd like Eddie Howe to be here for a long time. And I think what we will would be after what he's done and prove because we know he's a good coach. But at the same time, when you get people who are turned around, if he's going to be blind and stay loyal to the people who aren't delivering for the minute, this is where you'll turn around and say, is he a great coach or will he ever be a world-class coach? This is where a coach who owns that team will turn around and isn't afraid to drop someone, isn't afraid to change things up if things aren't going the way they need to do. We're at this big... Tra- you know, transitional moment now because even now, right, we are ahead of where we were in the project. You know what I mean? Start of the season, we were we were edit, we all predicted on the on the panel anywhere between tenth and seventh. None of us predicted top six. I I said I said as an aim for like conference league because of the way we finished on the form last season, and that's still on. Does it mean I, I would 
settled for Champions the, the Conference League football idly, not because we're in this position now where we've played so well this season, we are starting to be picky with little things like today and and again last week against Man United and against Liverpool with 10 men. We competed against them. We've always said we want a team that competes. And we're, you know what? we're all p- proud of the team competing against these teams. I think what's got the situation now is that we see little mistakes that, you know, like today, little schoolboy errors by giving the ball away a lot, which is what we, well, that was probably the main issue today. We gave the ball away a lot and you can't do that against a lot of teams in the Premier League, especially not Man City. And that was our downfall today for one, of the, especially the second goal. We gave the ball away too easy and we got punished for it. So, God, you've obviously yeah, got Jimmy's in the chat. Welcome, Jimmy. C saying Wilson's a bum. We're not saying Wilson's a bum <laughs> at all. He is a Premier League striker. But this has always been the question Has Wilson been? a top half of the table Premier League striker. And he's proven that he scored seven goals. He's got 10 goal contributions this season. It's not been a bad season for, for Callum Wilson. But is that what we're looking for in terms of moving forward if we're regularly fighting for Europe and potentially then moving on to fighting regularly for Champions League? Is Wilson what we're looking for? And the answer is, at 31 years old, probably not. Uh, and and this is where I think we've all touched on the fact that we need uh, we we need a regular goal scorer that one is going to stay fit and one is going to put the ball in the back of the net and uh, to take us forward. Um, so for me personally, and I think the other the other lads, Richie and, and Daz have said that is that we we will need to look for someone else, and I think we will. Um, will Wilson be happy to ride the bench? I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure. And look, let's let's put it out there. Would anyone be happy with Wilson being our number nine starting striker going into next season? I don't. No. I love Callum Wilson, but I don't think I would be. I think if you if you're paying sixty odd million for Alexander Isak, you have him as your frontline striker. And someone's put in the chat. I think you know Maxi might leave, and we play Isak on the left. Isak doesn't naturally play on the left. He is a striker. So, Yano put in the chat, we might have to change the way that we play. We are going to have to change the way we play. If you think we're going to play 4-3-3, workman-like, run up and down and, and, and combat the, the, the opposition for 90 minutes over the course of a full season every year, if you think we're going to do that, no, we're not. We're going to have to change the way that we play. We are part of a transition. The way that we're playing now is different to when we played this time last year. We've already changed the way we're playing. We're going to have to change it again to get it to a point where we're playing in a way that is going to get us to where we need to get to. But we're going to have to change the way we play by getting players in to change that style of football. And look, Adam mentioned the the, the Magic M um, as a possibility. And look, I'll talk about Madison all day. Um, he didn't have a great game today. Oh, here looked, we go. Here looked, we go. He looked frustrated. He looked angry today. They obviously lost to Southampton. He did not look like a player that was very happy playing at, in Leicester City's team. But again, I'll talk about it. I keep talking about it until he signs for someone else or he signs for Newcastle. Madison is the type of player that we need playing in our formation. With the type of possession we had today for long parts of the game, someone like him or someone of equal ability could have 
completely unlocked Man City's defence. We had Darren, Darren uh, Drinkle, who, who gave us a donation to the channel tonight, which I really appreciate. But he tweeted out on Twitter and was quite negative about our assessment of the team during the show tonight. And I've come back to him and I've gone, hold on a second, we're only assessing the team here. The team, he thought that we didn't play too bad today. And I was like, well, I agree with you. We did play too bad today, but there were still areas of the game that we weren't good enough with. And we didn't unlock the defence. We didn't score goals. We didn't create enough chances. And there were elements of this game that we need to improve. If we're going to take this right now, what we've got into next season, we're not going to be challenging for Champions League or European no. football. We need to make improvements. Yeah. We can't just settle for what is what we're doing right now. We should want to strive to be better. Exactly. And nothing wrong with us wanting to be better. Nothing wrong with us. In, in our assessments tonight, all three of us, I think, have been have been um, more than fair and more than um, respectful to the team. I don't think any of us have been wrong. And to be fair, everyone in the chat has agreed and given their points that are very similar to us. And, and just... all, all of this piece is, is it's all opinions. Everybody has a different opinion. And to, to, to summarise what Richie said and what you have said, I'm going to quote Eddie, Eddie Howe at the start of the season. He said, this is evolution, not a revolution. This is a yeah. project. It has to grow bit by bit. Uh, we can't just... As I've already, I've already said to you, I, st I still think we'll see a change in formation next year. I, st I still think we'll, we'll, the way we're playing now is not how we'll play going forward long term. Lads, let's go to the table. We're on two hours, five minutes already. We haven't even touched the question. No, I've just said I've, I've just said that we have to go five minutes. I just didn't realize what time was. <laughs> you're, you're not going. You're not allowed to go, Richie. Um, <laughs> right. Uh, this is the table. We are still sitting in fifth spot. Uh, we are. Spurs have have played two games more than us. They're four points ahead of us. A great result from Wolves today. They're they're they'll be up for the, for at St James's Park now. We can, which makes it a difficult game, but one we have to win. Nothing else is acceptable for me next weekend. Uh, great to see Liverpool there. Hope that, ho, ho, in sixth spot. I hope I, I, for, for once. I never say this. I hope Man United win tomorrow. Um, but yeah, <laughs> wow. Fulham. Uh, we do. We do. I'll be honest. We've got to be honest. We do want Man United to win tomorrow. Yeah, we do. Um, I'm just because that said it. That's all. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. yeah. Sorry, Saeed, if you're still, still in the chat, I hate Daniel but I want you to win tomorrow. But yeah, I, I think Fulham are, are like they've played a game more than us. They're two points behind us. Brighton, who are on form, and they've got two. They're, sorry, they're a game a game less than us. Look, it's it's not going to be easy to to even to hover around that fourth spot. But uh, a win against Wolves next weekend is, is where we have to start. And a, few, a goal or two to, to ensure that would be nice as well. Any thoughts on the table, lads? I think as it, I don't know if I said it on the show earlier or, or I said to you before we went, we went, before we went live there, Daz. We, we, it was always going to be a difficult game today. But for, for me... The, the expected surprise is that Tottenham really slipped up at Wolves. Um, that was a that was a big slip up. You know, it's especially with you know the two two games in hand we've got on them. If they'd got a win today, uh, that's you know we've still got two games in hand, but they're seven points clear. Now we've still got two games in hand, and they're only four points clear. So it's the ball's in our court still. That that that's the the, the main thing there. Um, 
you know, Brighton, you know, they got a, a good win today. And if they win their game in hand, they'll go level on points with us. But luckily, one of the games in hand that we've got is 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 Brighton at Newcastle. Uh, so that, that's that's a, that's a one good thing. Where the so everything's the ball's still in our court. That's where that's what I think. I think that's why if Man United, we want Man United to win tomorrow, keep Liverpool further away, because obviously if yes they go above us but have a game in hand, that's still in our court. To keep Liverpool behind us is a good psychological thing to take into the game next week. So we really, really want Man United because we're not going to get third now. Let's be honest, lads. We're not. You know, we're, we're battling to get that fourth spot, and that's that's our best goal we can go for now. Um, and I think while it's mathematically still possible, and you know we've got the games in hand, and we can still turn the season round. Then that's what we should go for. So to keep Liverpool behind us and have them a game up, it's a blow to them, and it's a boost for us. We we are still we, we we've lost the last two games, but we've lost the last two games still playing decent football in the Premier League, um, and that's what I hold a little bit of confidence with. A lot of people are saying you know Fulham, Brighton are up there. Brighton have had some great form recently, and they're playing really really well. They're having a, a good patch of form, but equally they've had some horrible patch of form a, a number of weeks ago before that and where they'll drop points. And I think they'll come a point where they'll drop points again, as will Fulham. I think Liverpool and Tottenham are in and out. They'll have good wins. They'll have bad wins. They drew a Palace. You know, they'll beat other teams. I think they beat Liverpool, um, uh, Wolves midweek. Liverpool are very hit and miss. Tottenham, I genuinely believe, will finish ahead of Tottenham. I really do. I really do. And the key to it is because their defence is shocking. The defence is poor. And I do think that we will finish ahead of Tottenham. What, with four points behind them with a game in hand? Two games um, in hand. Two, two games in hand. Yeah, yeah. sorry. Yeah, they're on 26. Sorry. Uh, I thought they were on 25. And, and I think it might have been Jordan Team Flatters, but Spurs have some hard fixtures coming up soon. You know, we've, we've had some tough fixtures. We've had, like like you mentioned earlier on, Richie, we had, we've had... Um, Liverpool, Man United in the cup final, Man City. Yes, the Man, Man United in the cup final is not a league game, but we've had tough fixtures to think about. We've got a run of fixtures now, including Brighton and Man United at home. They've got to come to St. James's Park. They've got to come to the cauldron. And we will always create an atmosphere and, and a game where they're going to be struggling to get hold of. And I just think we're in a position now where it's still in our hands. It's yeah. still in our hands to put it right, and so. But it has I to happen know, next weekend. We looked at the league table recently. It's got to start next week, yeah. I don't like looking at the league table if I'm honest with you at the moment, because I think it is a false position, not just for Newcastle, but it's not just false position for Newcastle, but for a number, but for a number of teams. And you're right in what you said. It has to start against Wolves, and look, Wolves beat Tottenham, but Wolves only beat Tottenham one nil. And that was with a defence as poor as Tottenham's. Wolves are coming up against Newcastle next week with a defence that is far better than Tottenham's defence. Easily better than Tottenham's defence. At St. James's Park, they've got to come to us. Now, the question I've got is whether we can score goals against them. Can we do enough against them? That's my biggest question. If we can, we win the game. And it's the same against Forrest. If we can do enough in terms of scoring goals the other end of the pitch and Forrest will give us chances, we will win the game. And that's six points on the board. 
So that takes us up to around the 47-point mark. And I think the 47-point mark in the next two weeks could potentially take us back to fourth in the league. Hope so. Hope it does. Uh, let's let, let's see. Let's see how it plays, plays out. Richie, let's let's grab a few questions. A few quick, because I've, I've I didn't say I've got to go pick um, the pair up. Pick the best part of the twenty-five you start. <laughs> <laughs> no, all the same. Right, Harry Robertson. This, uh, this is a controversial one, and I think on this one, I think we both we all say that we, this is a no. But Harry Robertson turned around and said, "If we lose to Wolves and Forest, it's a time for how to go." No, oh in how God. we trust, in how we trust. Harry, no, no, let's get away from this how out. We want how for the long term. Yeah. How is a terrific coach. And then, you know what, you know what, hold on. Just bear with me a second. Just bear with me a second. I'm sorry, guys. I'm, I'm going to put this, I'm going to put this up just so you can see it. Um, and I saw this earlier and I thought, I have to, I have to put it up so people can see it. So I'm just adding it to the um, to the loaded mag system. That sells in, is it? No, it's Lee's uh, Lee's um, uh, Bowsidi, um, and he's well known for tweeting out. Um, he follows Man City and, and a lot of other teams as well, but Man City in particular. And he's put, although his spelling's not great, he's put Newcastle are so well coached. Get them some more solution finders in terms of quality attacking players in the final third, and they'll be scary. They work, um, they well, they work themselves into so many brilliant positions just to be let by, down by the lack of individual quality. Now, the spellings of what he's tweeted is not great. Yeah, yeah but what cool. he's trying to say, and that's someone that's not a Newcastle fan, is absolutely spot on. Bear in mind, Pete, that's exactly what Pep said after the game. Yeah, yeah. Um, he said you know Newcastle what? will be Newcastle will be scary going forward. Yeah. In the next few years, they will be winning trophies and they will be competing at the highest level and causing umpteen problems for the teams up there. Jordan tweeted it out, and, and I, I think I quote tweeted it tonight. Exactly yeah. what you've just said, Richie. You're absolutely right. Pep is absolutely right. Um, Layers is, is absolutely right in terms of what he said. We, once we get those solution finders, is what he said, in terms of those attacking quality, those ones that can break the lines and those ones that can create those moments for those attacking players, we will be up there challenging. There is no doubt about it because the, the structure of the way in which we play is fantastic. We had nearly 400 passes away at Man City today. I would love for anybody, Statman Keith, if you're in the chat right now, if you're watching, I'm gonna I'm gonna message you separately. I want you to find out how many other teams have had nearly 400 passes in a game at the Etihad this season. I can guarantee you, you won't, there won't be too many more than what Newcastle had today. I think we had 387, something like that, uh, at 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 the Etihad today. Bear in mind, we probably would never have got over 100 in a few years ago. Exactly. Exactly my point. So it's progress that's being made. We weren't great in areas, and we've, we've touched on that today, because, look, we lost the game. We're not going to talk about everything positively, but there were lots of positives. The, the times that we had on the ball, the, the little corners and, and, and triangles of passing was absolutely spot on. And yeah, he will be painting his fence, but we've given <laughs> him a task as one of the loaded team and he will find the answers. There's no doubt about it. But um, I'll be really, really interested to see how many other teams have had as many passes 
uh, in play over the course of 90 minutes against Man City compared to what we had. And I think it was about 387, so just under 400 passes that we had over the course of the game. Um, and bearing in mind, up until they scored their first goal, Man City, we had 91. And then we just we, we became a different team. So I think Man City had... Steady on, Michael. I think they had 500 altogether. Oh, no, we no. had 400. So actually, the amount of passes that the team had over the course of 90 minutes was just over 100 passes different, which is not a lot, considering they're the home team. Richie, one down, 24 to go. Sorry. No, no, I'm, I'm waiting to see <laughs> I'm going to leave you with this one because I, had, I do have to go, but it's a good talk. No, you're not going. I am going. Right. And I, the only reason why I want to bring up this one next is because Jordan Brentwall put in the chat, and it's literally because, uh, you know, he, he's got his own opinion, as I've said. That's what you do. We, we talk on here, we have opinions and stuff like that. And he's said, are we on drugs? We are not getting top four. What the fuck are, are, are the goals coming from? <laughs> the goals will come, right? But what we're saying is, we're not saying we're definitely going to get top four. What we're saying is, we are in the mix for top four. That's what we're saying. We're not saying we're going to get the end of it. At this moment in time, the ball is in our court. That if we wanted to, you know, if the results go the way we want to go, we will get top four. That's 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 the way. It is. If the ball goes the way, if we keep playing like we are now, no, we won't get top four. But if it's the end of our blip, and you know, we win the next two games, like I mentioned before, we're on forty-seven points. That's a that's a big turnaround. You know, that's a bit more momentum swinging our favour against Tottenham, against Liverpool, against Brighton and all that sort of stuff. But the thing is, though, that feeds us on to the next question by Michael Pormar, and he says, what is the lowest position now that would be acceptable for you? Before the season, I said 13th with no relegation battle. Not sure if we have after the start we've made, that would be good enough. Now, for me, I said at the start of the season, the way we finished, I always thought that 7th, 8th was a realistic goal. I thought that conference league spot was something we could really, really focus on. And that would be perfect for progressing the the project in a, a reasonable manner. Do you know what I mean? We're talking like we when we, we finished the second half of the season, the fifth in the form table for that, that calendar year. So for me, that was a realistic target. Would I be happy with it now? Yes, we've still got European football. Would I be disappointed finishing seventh? Yes, because of where we are now. That's the only difference. I'd still be happy we've got European football, but it's not like we're, we're tenth now and we're still able to get seventh. We're in fourth, mathematically with a chance of qualifying for the Champions League, which we haven't been for years. And that'll be the like the icing on the cake with a cherry on top. But do you know what I mean? I doesn't mean if we finish seventh, I'm going to be disappointed because that's where I thought we would be at the start of the season. I'll be yeah. a little bit... You know what I mean? It's, it's, I think it's, we know where we're coming from. So, But look, I'm going to have to go. Lad. I really, really have to go. Nah, you're not going. Well, you're not question, going yeah. I am going to have we're to. Already start, we're already starting. Um, <laughs> uh, right. like, little Richie, at least, fair bit, at least you turn up. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not sending voice notes on the title to tell you how bad the curry was. No, no. that's, that's an in-house that? joke. That. Who's the, come on, you've got to add no, 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 no. that. I'm just, I'm I think you've mixed, you've mixed two conversations together. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. That, that, we know what that person's like. You've had a few more to drink. That's probably going to end up what will happen, Dad. <laughs> All right, that's that's I'm uh, yeah. I'm intrigued now. Who's on the curry and who's on who's on the toilet right now? That's what we need to know. Loading, loading chatters. That's what we need. But they don't know. want things. It's not us three. <laughs> it's, don't Unless one of us is sit on a commode while we're doing the show. <laughs> no. Oh, Christmas God. Is the game. 
You take care oh. of it. I'm, I'm gonna I'm, Inspector Morse is on the case. Richie left on that note. Interesting. Richie's um, been to the game. Martin has been with the family. Who's been on? Who's had the coin <laughs> on the toilet? Yeah, I think it, it, it's a bit of a story that that's been been mixed up there. Okay. But uh, let's move on. Let's move. Let's go to Saeed's <laughs> question. Yes, boys. Bit uh, but disappointed. Uh, Oh, sorry, bit disappointed in how seems very stubborn uh, now. Bruno, since World Cup has been off, Isaac has to start. Well, I agree, Isaac has to start. Uh, Bruno, since World Cup has been off, he came back from World Cup okay. Then, the, the, the course, the the the, the dreaded the, the sending off in the cup game and missed the 3D game, take a while to come back. Then it's the the injury to his ankle he's had is 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 now kind of tricky. He does seem frustrated as we touched on, and there's the whole talk of contract in the background and his name is being mentioned to the clubs as well. Um, how and the other part that I'll take before I go to you, Pete or Said, uh, how it seems very stubborn. He is a bit in, in some certain that 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 he has he, he has kind of some favorites that that he's reluctant to drop at times, uh, and but. That, that has to change come the summer and then there has to be a, a, a big a big clear out and the likes of like we don't need we don't need Richie on, on the bench uh, we do much in the squad uh, Lewis and so uh, there's, there's a good few more but uh, yeah not not dropping the Wilson I would have gone with his act today as we said earlier but uh, yeah this this I know you, you said you're coming from a kind of outside looking in as well on, on that one um, I'd be the same talking about Man United <laughs> No, no it is, I know Saeed does a lot of stuff about teams outside of Man U um, with regards to um, just general football. So, uh, and I know he did a, he did a watch along with the Man City Newcastle game today. Newcastle oh, game okay. today. So that's why I think he's got that opinion with regards to how you know if if you're an outside fan looking in, and even if you are a Newcastle fan, you you are going to be a little bit thinking you, know, you are being stubborn with regards to this, but. Um, we've already touched on about how and 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 some of the some of his selections. Bruno, I don't think he's been as bad since the since since the World Cup. I think he's been injured more since the World Cup, which has hampered him. He's had a couple of more injuries than we would have expected to. Not to mention the three game ban that's affected him. There's no doubt about that. So I don't think it's been necessarily Bruno's performances. I think there's been a number of factors that have that have affected him showing his best ability. I think if you'd have had Bruno available for the last three games, if you'd have had Bruno available for Bournemouth, Liverpool, um, and the other game, I can't remember the other game that he missed. Um, there was the three. Uh, there was Bournemouth. What were the three Liverpool. games? There was Bournemouth, Liverpool, and there was one other that he missed. Um, I can't remember what it was, but he, 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 he obviously missed those those three games because of the red card. Now, if Bruno had been fit for those games and available for those games, you probably would have seen a different performance. You would have seen a different 
a different Bruno, and I think people would have had a different opinion. And I think sorry, you know, West Ham, sorry, thank you, William, uh, William Smith. Um, I think you'd have seen a different viewpoint of Bruno Gomez. So, um, but I agree with him. I do think he's asked to start. So Saeed yeah. is absolutely spot on with that. Um, some great opinions as yeah. always. And, there's, um, there's some more because uh, there's not an awful lot of questions as such. It's more so comments as well. Like uh, agreeing with, with what, what Saeed said about about blind law loyalty and starting Wilson uh, and Byrne regardless uh, from uh, Kesey, Kinsey. Um, but let me see. Jump onto one there, uh, uh, Pete, if you see something that, you, that takes your fancy in the chat. Uh, yeah. Yano's one here. I, I would. <laughs> this is a strange one, Yano. I would not be going this direction. Why not go to, go for a trip down memory lane and play Murphy and Richie as wingbacks? Oh. Even though our central defenders are much better now. Yeah, no, sorry. Sorry, Yano. Not for me. No, 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 no. No way. Um, those guys are the two players that you probably want to move on. In the summer, let alone give them a start, that's for sure. Um, so yeah, not not for me. But um, Clarky's Clarky's put in. We talked about the passes today in the game, um, and I just want to confirm Clarky in the chat. Uh, um, you've put City had five hundred thirty nine passes. Are you saying that Newcastle was four hundred sixty six completed passes, or was or was that just referred to City as a whole? Because if that's 466 passes from Newcastle, that's more than I expected. That's more than the 387 that I saw at, at the late part of the game um, that I saw on BT Sport. So they might have got it wrong or they've just not got the final figure um, of the amount of passes that we made. So just let me know with regards to that. Um, uh because that, that's really interesting. And actually, you know, some people have said, I think that Joe Linton who's always likes to be, have a different spiel on things. Joe Linton in the chat has put, you know, uh, so the passes are going to get his Champions League. No, they're not. They're not going to get his Champions League. But what they show is, is that we're, we're in games for a lot longer spells than what we were previously, like that said, under Steve Bruce. So it shows progression in the way in which we're playing. Um so, from from my perspective, that just showed progression there. Question um, here, Pete, sorry, think, uh, is one from Dom, um, and this is a, a interesting take. Uh, I do think if we don't get a couple of good results in the next two games uh, with Wolves and Forest, some questions need to be asked of what's happened. Fair enough. Um, it, it is. I I think. <laughs> Our our end of season it hinges on these next two matches coming up because we I think we play Man United then again or something, something close enough to that. But uh, so yeah, we uh, we touched on it during the show. But would you would you start would you start to 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 worry have worry for the future if if uh, if if uh, the next two results don't don't we don't get a change of fortune? No, no, I I, I, I wouldn't personally worry for the future. What I would what I would say is I would you know, I, th- I think uh, I'm not saying that I would but I think questions will be from the media asked to Eddie Howe with regards to what's going on I think some questions have been been asked already to him about the form of of the team and he almost said in his presser presser on Friday it's it's almost. He's, he's almost been quite honest and said, you know, the cup has been a, a distraction, been an open distraction getting to the cup final. 
And I think he's been honest with that. But the cup final has been and gone. We've played Man City, which is also a big distraction because it's a big game away at home, away from home. I think at this point then, if you don't get wins at Wolves and Forest away, Wolves at home, Forest away, I think questions will naturally be asked. What's going on at Newcastle? Um, and I think that would be right to ask those questions. I'm not saying it's right to question how or, or to consider his management. Yeah, No way. He's yeah. the manager for the long term, in my opinion. No doubt about it. But questions will be asked of why there's been such a drop-off, in my mm. opinion. I think so too, and but and I like the question from Harry earlier. He's not the only one putting that question out there. We had the one about uh, from Lascelles in. How I was Lascelles in as well? That took from from Facebook. So there's 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 if we were to, to lose those next two games, I think there'd be more and more starting to question things. All right, but uh, I agree with you, Pete. No, uh, how how his position is secure and what what he's done th- this season already. Uh, uh, and and uh, into next next season, but um, yeah, we 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 just we just need to to have, have see something. Look, at, I'm gonna go in with this one. I've two two left. I want to uh, go to, but a change of formation. Um, he, Eddie might go four two three one uh, with Joe, with uh, J seven out. So Wilson still might be yeah play play Isaac behind him, um, or you know like like he's done before. It's Anthony is, is possible I guess. Um, and one I want to to go to as well. I know you might want to go to something as well, people. Uh, from it was pretty early in the night for five past eight. Good evening, everyone. Today's outcome was predictable, but surely our season can re- restart next Sunday. Yes, it can. That's the attitude we want to be going into to exactly. to, to, to this week. Our season, our 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 season really starts again, and and uh, next next weekend, top four is by by no means impossible. No, it's not. It's it's getting more difficult, but it's not impossible. Uh, we just have to find a way of scoring goals. Yeah, completely agree with what John uh, Askew has said, said there. We're only four it's, points away from top four. Yeah, and Tottenham losing games today only helps is still be in the race. It's yeah. not the worst thing in the world. Um, that's yeah. for sure. Um, I, I'm just going to be back in one minute. So I don't know if you want to go to sponsors. I'm going to go to sponsors. Yeah. Couple of, couple of questions. No problem. I'll yeah, I'll go to sponsors yeah. and we'll, we'll, we'll come back for one more correct question then. Yeah. Cool. Um, uh, no problem. Just one sec. Just read of that. So just a shout out to the sponsors. Uh, shout out to... I have to put myself in jail in a second. The radiatorshed.com. Uh, right, so the radiatorshed.com, you know the story here already. Russ, plenty of radiators. If you need radiators, uh, you, there's only one place to, to go, and that is the radiatorshed.com. And if you need to get those radiators installed, then Starworks, Russ's other company, will sort you out there as well. And you've seen the, the fabulous range that uh, Russ has available. They are working in a showroom. It must be nearly ready now, Russ. You'll have to let us know and give us some, some uh, new pictures on that. Uh, he, want, he wants to try and rival our other sponsor, linked to, to, to Russ as well, uh, is H2O Bathroom Design Co. So the, the Northeast largest supplier of Velcro and Botch Bathroomware. Team Valley Gated, over 20 years established, run by the family. Get down to the showroom on 11th Avenue, Team Valley Estate, Gated. So yeah, yeah, if you're looking for a bathroom, there's no better place to, to look. Look at those pictures. We're always uh, marveling at those pictures. So uh, that is 
your uh, shout out to the sponsors. Uh, coming up on Unloaded as well, we might have other shows in between, but I'm gonna, I took a guess, I haven't consulted with Pete on this, but I imagine we'll be back by the way it is, probably towards the end of the week, and I am guessing it would be with Little Dan, and I think this is the right uh, um, channel. Uh, so, uh, yeah, keep an eye out for, for that. That will, will come towards the end of the week with Away Days. And, of course, that the weekend we will be back with the reaction show as well. So uh, keep an eye out. And you never know, something else may, may drop as well. There's a possibility as well. I must consult with people. There's a possibility we may be on with Paul tomorrow. We're going to get a kickstart again the collaboration sessions so keep an eye out for that that is really it um for the night um if pete is coming back we might have a last question if not i'm going to say good night to everyone he's back (laughs) (laughs) sorry anthony do you want to round off the night with pete before we go um This, I feel well. I mean, first, I don't know if you mentioned it, but um, Clarky came back with the Newcastle passes. Um, so he put 410 passes with 321 completed. Um, so thank you for that. Gives us a bit of an idea of Newcastle's passes. I thought the completed were a little bit higher than that, but I think maybe the overall passes were 387 from when I saw it during the game. So, um, no, that's an interesting one. But um, uh, in terms of in terms of Newcastle, I don't I don't want to I don't want to kind of sit it on a, a, a negative because we've got. And we ended on the positive. We ended already in, in the, It's like everything is building up to to, to next weekend and and uh, that get where our season can hopefully restart. Uh, if if it doesn't restart and we were to lose next weekend, it could be a bit more negative then. But um, I yeah. think. Um, Look, let, let's we we weren't expecting an awful lot from from the city game t- today. I I know I wasn't, um, but um, yeah, yeah let's, let's go. Uh, Mister Mister Lanzi Lanzi has put. Uh, is it a drop off or has teams just learned how to play against us now? What, what do you think, guys? Bit of both. Um, bit, like we know we've been saying it for a while. We know if you close your eyes, you know that the move that's going to happen. Trippier, maybe, maybe try to cut it back to Bruno if he's there. Um, but and there has been a bit of a drop off. It was I suppose the cup run as well. Even even Eddie Howe said it in in the in his press conference uh, before this game was about um, yeah that the the, the 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 cup kind of distracted people a bit. They weren't trying to, but it, naturally it did. It, it disrupted the, the rhythm a bit. Um, so it's a bit of both. Um, and last one, really, uh, for, for both of us. Uh, William Smith, do you worry at all about how being in charge of the summer window with him supposedly liking players like Dominic Calvert-Lewin and McTominay? Now, I have seen Daz, and I know we're not in, thankfully, right now, because I don't think I'm ready for it. The, uh, we're not in the fully loaded transfer show mood just yet, but I have seen links with Newcastle again with Dominic Calvert-Lewin. Now, like... Why? Why, why, why? That doesn't make any sense. You know, I, I, I even thought about this as well. I, and I thought, is that going to come up? Let's say if, if everything did, did get relegated. I still don't want him. 
Still don't want him at Newcastle, even if we got him at a bargain, even free transfer. Still don't want him. Uh, um, no, no, not not for me. Um, just 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 not good enough for, for me. And I, if, even if we were to, you mentioned selling Wilson there as well. If, if that was to happen, we'd, we'd need to go out and buy two strikers. Um, still, still don't see him as the Newcastle player. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, Clark's put always injured, yeah, uh, which is yeah. absolutely right. Um, Why and, get rid of Wilson for that? Like, doesn't mean exactly. make any sense. Who would you uh, rather? Would you rather Wilson or Dominic Calvert Lewin? Yeah. I know, I know who I want. <laughs> I think yeah. it's a no And this is this uh, is Wilson playing, giving giving him two weeks in a row, five point five, and it's still rather Wilson. Definitely. And look, uh, just to end it, would I eat there? Um, let's put Manchester against Newcastle United about to start on match of the day. I'm sorry. There's some. There's many other things I'd rather watch right now than watch that again. <laughs> um, I've already watched it twice. Uh, I don't want to watch it a third time. I'd rather <laughs> focus on, like Daz has just said, I'd rather focus on the games that are coming ahead. Wolves next weekend, Sunday, massive, massive fixture. The lights will be on. St. James's Park, uh, Sunday, cannot wait uh, for Newcastle to come out and finally, hopefully, get three points. Uh, you know what, Pete? On, on that note, uh, we, we won't end on the how, even though we're still back in anyhow. We are, all of us are. We're going to end on the, the, the uh, blinding lights and uh, to look forward to uh, next week uh, against Wolves. Good night, everybody. Thanks for sticking with us. Make sure you hit that subscribe button and like button as well. Take care. Bye-bye. I'm running out of time Cause I can see the sun light up the sky So I hit the road and overdrive Baby I'm going through a drought You don't even have to do too much Turn me on with just a touch, baby